And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. Rebecca can go to hell. I'm Mark. <laughs> nope. I'm Yoshi. Aww. The Mass. And the Red Baron. No. No. You gotta have more pizzazz, Mass. Get in the Mass. Like, you gotta, gotta just it's not a church some, Mass. Yeah, you gotta throw some poop into it. <laughs> I didn't really mean Rebecca can go to hell, but she... I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what that meant, and then you well, just looked she, at me. She, she reprimanded me. As if I was one of her, I don't know what great she yelled at but me. One of her prepubescent asses. Um, so we're live here on the PPRN radio network. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to do tonight. Might be joined by other people at another time. We're not sure. Perhaps who. I don't know. I haven't heard from who. <laughs> uh, Carl. Oh, Carl. All right, Carl yeah. from PPRN. Yeah, yeah Carl Yastrzemski. Yep. <laughs> Carl. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, so let's we got we got to get into all the football stuff. We got to get it done this hour so we can do our prick our prediction before the game this time. Not not a field goal into it. <laughs> so round the horn, real quick. What are you drinking? Southern Tears, eight days a week. You gotta say who you are. They don't know who you are. Oh, I'm the Red what, Baron. What if we have new listeners? That's true. I'm the Red Baron, and I'm drinking Southern Tears eight days a week. And Paul, machine washable. <laughs> I have from New Belgium Brewing the Voodoo Ranger IPA. I'm the man of many names. <laughs> I'm drinking man juice from knee, so good. knee Deep Brewing from Auburn, California. The mass is drinking Magic Hat number nine from. Why are you uh, talking to third person, bro? We, what? Uh, <laughs> everybody's first craft beer. <laughs> Burlington. What? Burlington. Coat Vermont. Factory. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Coat Factory. <laughs> From the toilet. Uh, for the first time, I think, ever, uh, Rita's having a beer on the show. Oh, she's not going to finish it. Oh, I know. She's not even going to open it, but... She's going to vomit. That would be hilarious. Right about no! But could you please tell the, the listeners, slash to be viewers, what, what you're drinking? Just, just, just talk. Say, I, I have you just say. Um, I'm drinking the vanilla coffee stout. Try this is a vanilla bean coffee it's stout. Not <laughs> it is a vanilla bean. <laughs> not the one that Shout out Gina. <laughs> no, no, that, that's hers. Uh, and then I have, as per every Thanksgiving, Bourbon County from Goose Island. This year I have the 2017 Barley Wine Stout. Will be delicious. Yes, cut it. I noticed that um, a specific tall redheaded asshole didn't bring me a glass, so I gotta drink out of a bottle like Ooh. a fucking Neanderthal. Actually, well, uh, yeah, never mind. I was gonna say I have something for you, but you don't want it. I am not gonna drink it out of that because <laughs> uh, that yeah. is not the same color that I drank last week, which means <laughs> it's been used. Would you um, care for a plastic cup? Would you care to shut your horn out? <laughs> I think I knew so the answer. Last week, uh, no, no, we talked about no, getting. No, what are you doing? You're throwing up the flow, Chris. You are more yeah. than welcome. Listen, new guy. Yeah, you are more than welcome <laughs> to be on the show as much as possible. But you just got to let things be the way that they're going to be. That's fine. We'll get to it. Fine. Anyway, toast to excellence. Mine's not really a toast. It's kind of more of like a like a slap in the face. Not really, but it's it's it's, it's about Alex Smith. It's Aww. not. No, no, it's not like a shot at him. 
So I don't want it to be that way. Like, I feel very bad. Our thoughts and prayers for Alex Smith. You know? it's, a, it's a shout out Joe Thaisenhoff. It's a, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping for a speedy recovery. Turns out his leg injury isn't career ending. I mean, I don't know if anyone else is going to want to sign him. But anyway, so I read this today. Turns out it's true. Uh, so Joe Theismann and Alex Smith both had the same leg snapped on the exact same day of the year on the same yard line that ended with the exact same final score. And they both had it happen to them from the only two players in NFL history to both to win Defensive Player of the Year three times. It's got to be a curse. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I hope Eli goes to Washington. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I would love that. But it's got to be 33 years to the day. But here's the thing. No, it doesn't have to be 33. It's just to be honest, Eli doesn't that. move enough for that to happen. He just goes down like a tackling dummy. <laughs> or like a bag of potatoes. <laughs> really? He just kind of falls over. Ugh. That's why he's played so long without getting hurt. True, true. Souls? Is yours too? Can I guess who yours is too? Mm-hmm. Is yours to this person only because <laughs> what they did was in a losing effort against your team? No. You wouldn't have done it in a winning effort. What's it was? You'd fly. Well, mine's to Kemba Walker. For wow. scoring 60 on 21 of 34 shooting. You know, that was going to be mine because I figured that, oh, Kendall never does that. Uh, in my head, I'm like, what did Leonard Fournette do? <laughs> like, I was thinking Jaguars. No, because the, the, the Charlotte Hornets lost yeah. to his team, yeah. Kemba's the first player this year to drop 60. Drop sixty. Ball in. You know there were, you know there were, there were ten people last year that scored over fifty points. We already have six, including Derrick Rose. <laughs> hey, LeBron's wearing a headband. Derrick Rose is two thousand six again. No, two thousand eleven. Take I a guessed. shot. He wasn't drafted yet. <laughs> I guessed. Right, we got the private stock rolling. Do you have a do you have a toast? Yes, I do. Um, Say it. Uh, who, who was it to? <laughs> Kendall, you go. <laughs> well, mine was Kemba Walker. So on the fly. Uh, to Drew Brees, oh. having another masterful performance on Sunday, threw for a lot of yards. <laughs> Thanks, Souls. You know what's funny? Because it's the Saints, if it was the Patriots or the Packers and they threw a touchdown on fourth and seven in the fourth quarter up 30, we, everyone would be livid. Yeah. See, here's what I think to piggyback off that. To Sean Payton for just laying it on the Eagles. Every Why was game, he so mad at him? <laughs> every game, he just they just run up the score. <laughs> it was so Why funny. wouldn't you, though? It's professional sports. I, I don't think people but, should be mad about it. Well, but no, look, you want them to stop scoring. Stop them. Yeah. But, I no, mean, like, I you understand could, that. You could run the ball. They could do it effectively and kill as much clock. It's not that. No, I'm fine with that. But I understand what you're saying. It's professional sports, but there's just no need for fourth and seven no, to not be throwing a touchdown. There's just, there's the, other, the other downfall. You, on first and ten, if you want to come out and you want to throw 20, you want to do 20 passing plays and score a touchdown on the drive, good, good, go for it. I don't give a shit. Do you not think that Peyton's tr- just trying to pad his numbers for MVP, though? No, I don't think Sean. I think the only number that Sean Payton cares about is how many games he's going to be suspended after this hitting. Uh, <laughs> the, what was that called? Oh, Bounty Gate. Bounty. The no, only downfall that. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Everything was Gate. <laughs> Antonio Gate. Bill Gates. <laughs> this is coming Probably off the rails from quickly. <laughs> Did you take yours yet? Not yet. I you had a toast. We got to pass it to him. toast? No, because you and you both stole mine. This is interesting. I'm not exactly excited for it. Uh, That's interesting. Well, Mass, Mass, yours can be to the Rams on not Mexico City Monday Night Football. Hooray. Um, Okay, so what did you want to talk about before we get into the NFL stuff? Um, So last week. Oh, wait, we got set. Toast them. Is he your servant? He's got a thing. Rebecca doesn't know how to open a beer. I you have a master's good. degree. That's not great. Yeah, but she got it from Eastern. They just hand those out. You know how many fucking sloots got degrees from Eastern? <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> Half a sheen. 
<laughs> Shout out she in high school. <laughs> and the other half is in Kyle's bed. That's the only one. Eastern? No, from from Sheehan. Oh. Yeah. Alright. And one from Eastern. So two from Sheehan. She didn't say no. Moving along. Alright, what do you want to say? We gotta, we gotta get into the games. Um, so last week you wanted to uh, get Maka a beer that was called the uh, Rinse Cycle for him to have on the show. Ooh. The New England Brewing Company what? has a beer has a beer called Spin Cycle. Spin Cycle. Ah. I think I way. found Mox Next Private Stock, which is the spin cycle with detergent in it. Ooh. <laughs> there's edible detergent. I wouldn't do you dirty. I'd get you the edible I don't think one. there is edible detergent. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, called Tide Pods. No, there's like, <laughs> there's like, a, like all natural stuff. Yeah, that's like It doesn't hurt if you consume it type of deal. It still seems kind of sketchy. Oh, yeah, you course. shouldn't consume it, but it's not going to kill you to consume it. Oh, a it's lot like of the, it. It's like the, the all natural cyanide that you can buy at the grocery store now. The all natural cyanide. Yeah, it's for when you want to get a girl home, but you don't want to hurt her. <laughs> Billy Mays here. It's in, it's in the Souls Isle. Chloroform, not cyanide. No, cyanide will kill you. No, but it's like, but it's like all natural. But natural so it cyanide, kill you. but but it's poison. Any whom natural poison. <laughs> we didn't, did we sip? I didn't sip. Yeah. I, I sipped. When you sip, never mind. All right, game recap. Yes. Uh, did so you want to lead the charge? Or you want me to? Uh, you do it. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, Packers. I got it. I said I would do it. Yeah, Packers. Seedle. Anybody care to take the reins in this game? Mark. I'll do it. Um, I, I was going to volunteer, Mark. I didn't watch it. Oh, my God. Get him off. Private stock. Every time we talk about a game you don't watch, private stock. Kyle, let's talk stock, NHL stock. and NBA. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I thought this game was like, it started off like out of the gates, like super exciting. Like, I understand. I'm, I'm in agreement with the Red Baron. Um, a game doesn't have to be high scoring to be a good game. Like, you can, I, I could very much enjoy watching. A six to three overtime or a six to six overtime tie from Seattle and Arizona, like that game we watched was it two years ago now. Yeah, but this game to me was really boring because it started off real exciting. Everybody seemed to be putting up points, and then it just kind of snoozed out in the second half. It was exciting when we were in the car. Yeah, up against a tree. Yeah, (laughs) and then you know I got real boring when we got to watch it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Um, I don't know. It just and Rogers started off hot, and then the offensive line did what they did best and didn't block him at the end of the game. I mean, Adams had a day receiving the football. But there's no other weapons on that team. 160-something. Yeah, I mean, injuries have riddled him, and Pete Carroll stuck to the, the game plan of rushing the football a lot, and Wilson's damaged uh, offensive line kept, you know, Green Bay at bay. Not, you know, good pass rushers, but not, like, the other the other two top teams in the NFC North in terms of pass rushing ability. Uh, they both they, but they both played pretty decent football. I mean, one, 21 for 30. Over 300 yards, two touchdowns from Rodgers, 21 for 31 from Wilson, 250, two touchdowns. They both play their style of football, Um, It's just two teams riddled with injuries and teams that they're starting to show the real holes on their teams. Real quick, I'd like to almost like commend the Packers for not giving up on Devontae Adams. Because his rookie season, he looked like he was going to be bad. Yeah. He had a lot of drops, and and they just stuck with him. Well, here's the deal, though. It's like... Yes, I commend them for not giving up on Devontae Adams, but at the same time, for like rookie money, it's kind of just worth it to keep yeah. somebody around Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, just like but, it's you know if it was Brady or if it was Manning yeah. or Breeze. But what I like, it, it's just they let him keep developing this, this and, and growing. This T guy it. from New Orleans, Troquan or whatever the hell is Smith. Smith. This guy is going to do this for three more years. They're not going to be able to afford to sign him. He's going to go somewhere and he's going to catch three passes for the rest of his career, and then he's going to end up flunking out of the league on opioids. 
One yeah. great album, though, when it drops. <laughs> All right, so that's, anybody have anything they'd like to add to the game? Aaron no. Jones is good. Yeah. All right, Next. moving on to the 1 o'clock games. Bengals-Ravens. Close. All right, so Lamar Jackson's debut. Did a lot of running. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> he had like 27 carries. I think it was 27, 27 for 117 yards. Yeah. 13 for 19 for 150 and a pick. Do you know whose record that he beat, Kyle, for most carries by a quarterback? Michael Vick? Nope. Kim Newton? Nope. Cunningham? Cordell nope. Stewart? What? Big, big Oh, yeah, Cordell Cordell Stewart, yeah, right? Tim Tebow. Phew. That's how shows <laughs> what's going to happen to him. It's amazing, though. After one game, better than Tebow. <laughs> Not better. My, my thing is... He's on par to beat Tebow. <laughs> he played the Cincinnati Bengals, who have the worst defense in football. No. Statistically, they're the worst defense in football. But they're not the worst. Do you do you honestly agree they're the worst defense? They're up there. They're pretty bad. But do you think they're the worst defense in football? Top three. Okay. But that do you think they're the worst? The no. Do you think they're worse than Oakland? Honestly. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're, they're up there. They're fucking terrible, okay? Yeah. yeah. Not just it's terrible. One of those things I'll give you. Top three statistically, if you had to really rank it based off skill, they're probably like in the lower end of the middle of the pack. They're good players. They're just not playing well. They just suck. Anyways. Um, it was just Gus Edwards. <laughs> Who? <laughs> 115 yards. Good for him. He's out of Rutgers. Shut up. I'm mine. Out of Rutgers, though. I'm really um, sad that they didn't try and run more, like, option plays. I don't know where he went, but I'm not worried about it. He went to Rutgers, Kyle. I, I, I heard it's, of uh, I think <laughs> we're going to see more with Lamar Jackson. Flacco's probably going to miss again. If he's, they already, even, he's already out. Yeah, so I think we're going to see him open up more. Um, I mean, 27 carries is a lot, but I still think they were kind of They're going to hurt him if they keep doing that. Yeah, that's right. I think we may see the carries come down, but yeah, it'll be, so. be more effective. Well, I think they're going to design. I think the thing is, I think they're going to design more passing plays for him, but I think he's just going to tuck it and run it. Because well, well, even, even if he does, even if they design him passing plays, who the fuck's he throwing the ball to? Well, that's kind of my question. 27 carries, but were those all designed runs? No, but there was probably it was probably I, I didn't watch the game the 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 abode I chose to watch football at this weekend was <laughs> quite chaotic. Um, Steelers fans were present, and we'll get to that game. But um, I'd I'd imagine they were pro. It was probably you know twenty seven carries. I wouldn't be surprised if seven of them were designed runs, like straight runs, like quarterback draws and stuff like that, and then maybe ten to. Ten of them were RPOs, but, See my, you know, but he just had the run option, and then the rest of them were broken passing plays. My my breakdown of it was if if you look at like other running quarterbacks like Cam Newton or even what like they usually get six to seven carry like where they openly oh. just run the ball. I had my um the big concern with Jackson coming in was he was going to be a run first quarterback. Um, if if he keeps up twenty seven, he's he's going to get hurt. Yeah, that's it's some just nice passes, though. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have to throw more. You you can't run that college offense in the NFL. You just can't do it. Let's get to the biggest what the fuck coaching moment of the week in the Panthers Lions game. <laughs> yeah. So, Lions Yo, Mike Tomlin esque. Lions beat the Panthers twenty to nineteen. Uh, the Lions are the Lions. The Panthers had no business losing this game. If they lost, it's because they deserve to. As the mass said to me yesterday about the Bears. Um, you know, Graham Gano missed an extra point and a field goal, and the, the Panthers scored a touchdown late. 
And they didn't trust Cano, so they went out there to do a two-point conversion for the win. The win on the road, I believe, right? They were on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Went on the road, and then Newton just sailed it over a wide-open receiver in the end zone. Lost the game. That's just, I mean, here's the deal. I understand when your kicker misses, and that's been a big thing this year, but... Never. I don't know, man. You don't you you play the tie on the road, you play the win at home. And the way their season's going, they're not catching New Orleans. Even if they won this game, they're not gonna catch New Orleans. And now they're what now all they're doing is jeopardizing their wild card spot to either Seattle or Green Bay. Cause if they keep losing, this is what, two in a row now they've lost? Another what, six and four? Mm-hmm. Six and four, Green Bay's four and six. I mean, two wins is not it, you know? Yeah. It's foolhardy. And, He's looking to come out of the Seattle's like a got what, five wins? Seattle five so. and five? So. Are they five and five? Yeah, so now they've just they've really hurt them, and then we've got and that's a big matchup next week is Seattle Carolina. Seattle can pretty much throw themselves right into the wild card mix. Yes, let's go Panthers. But DJ Moore is really starting to come along, breaking out. One hundred fifty-seven yards this week. I think he had like one hundred yards last week too. I know he was he either surpassed or he was close. But like he's starting, he's starting to become Cam's favorite target. Galladay and Johnson both had good days. But the problem with that is Johnson may be hurt for either the rest of the year or for a significant amount of time. I think they said today it was a sprain. Was no tear. Sprain? No tear. Okay, then. But that's just, you know, I mean, I guess it, I it's still a week or two, but. Well, the thing is, is you know, and, and that doesn't bode well for that team. You know, I mean, granted, they don't have much playoff hopes, but when you consider that they're on a short week playing a really good run defense on Thursday, you know, it's. You never, you never know what you're going to get from somebody. And when you have a backfield like the Lions do where you spread it across so many people, it opens up the window for a much bigger day. I mean, think about it like teams, you know, like how many how many great games would James Conner have had last year? Like how many days would have been his day? But he didn't get the chance because of Bell. But like when you have a team like the Lions who spread out their, yeah. their rushing attempts so much, kind of expose well, he, that. He started option. to become like the dominant ball carrier. He yeah, started but, getting 20 touches Right, but like, you know, but... It's nice for them because if if he ends up if say he's producing decent against the Bears, I mean, because if he gets six, if he gets sixty yards on ten carries against the Bears, that's a great day against Chicago. I think but he broke hundred last week, right? Hmm? When he faced the Bears last week, he broke hundred. Hmm. I'm not know. sure. I, I don't remember. I'll look at it, Kyle. I'll look at it, Kyle. All right. Well, Greg Olson scored, so good for him. Yeah. Every yeah. person I traded away scored last yesterday. Every single person. I might win this week. Unlikely, but I might. Who are you playing? Uh, Vinny. Oh yeah, that'd be good. But he's got that's pretty steep odds against me. He's got Woods going tonight. He's got Hunt going tonight, <laughs> and Butker. <laughs> so it's pretty How much slim. Are you up? Uh, it's like right now one hundred nine to sixty six. That's possible. It's no, possible. Not Hunt is going to run that's all a- <laughs> over the ring. I think it's going to be a disaster yes. for me, but we'll see. This hope. Hunt's going to get three touchdowns. Colts. Colts Titans. The the what? Ebronless wonder uh, donut on the fantasy T- board. Why Hilt? He had a big game, yeah. But Luck is starting to look like his old self. See, the what fantasy if... matchup is really intriguing this week because it's Jeff versus Maxine Washable, and those two guys are the only two guys I know in all of fantasy that are notorious for playing, putting up massive points all season, but playing everyone on their best week, and they're both balling out this week. Yeah, yeah I hope it ends close. in a tie so bad. <laughs> um, oh god, that is so. What bad. about their offensive line? That uh, you beat me to it. I mean, Luck is able to look good because he's not getting sacked 37 times a game. Quint Nelson and Ryan Kelly, my the, God. The line is playing great. Not to interrupt, but Kelly might want to open up. Did he not get 100? He barely got 50. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have so many points? Because he scored a touchdown. 
He has like 20 plus points. Probably caught some passes. I was going to say he probably had it receiving. But, um, well, how about the Titans receptions. not showing up? He had six receptions, Kyle. Well, after you got, beating the Patriots. They beat the Patriots, but you got to look at it. I mean, Mariota got hurt. So now in comes Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> and throws a pick on the first play. I mean, to a middle linebacker that was not expecting. Kyle, Kyle was a pretty big uh, Blaine Gabbard truther. But he's terrible. In Jacksonville. <laughs> but he's terrible. I like that. Blaine Gabbard Truther. That's right. awesome. Now, I keep hearing that maybe Luck played himself back into the MVP running. I don't think so. Listen, MVP, no, but if if it's... Comeback player of the comeback, year, yeah. yes. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm saying if MVP meant what it was supposed to mean, if the Colts make the playoffs, he should win MVP. Yes. But because they're not going to finish with two Dude, losses... the freaking like, guy laid out for a pass. And it was the most was beautiful, awesome. we were talking about, most beautiful dive ever seen by a quarterback. <laughs> it was unreal. In a non-rushing attempt. I was say, Eli's had a few good ones. <laughs> but, like, usually fumbles. Luck is playing, playing great. In, if back, M- if MVP himself. meant what it was supposed to mean, the Colts making the playoffs would secure Andrew Luck winning MVP. Because if you take Andrew Luck out of that equation, the Colts probably don't win a game this year, to be honest. But when you look at, you know, the fact that they have got, the Patriots are always in the, their conference. And then you look at the Steelers winning games, and now the Chiefs have a chance to go ten and one, or even if they don't, nine and two. Yeah, it's still impressive. And then you look at what you know, Golf, Gurley, and Breeze are doing in the NFC. I just well, right now the tie for six, the tie for the six seed with like five other teams, but they play Baltimore. That's going to be the big deciding game, in my opinion. But well. What for a wild card spot? Just in, like yeah, to big I, I think the I think the Colts. I think they win the division. No, I don't think they win the division. They won't win it over Houston. I I think Houston's gonna start falling off. I mean, Watson's not playing as great with Will Fuller out. We'll get there, but yeah, we will. We will. All right, Cowboys Falcons. <laughs> Cowboys. Yeah, thanks a lot, Atlanta. Hey, Cowboys took a huge step in a not knowing what they had in front of them situation. Not only getting a big win on the road, which is something they've not been able to do well this season, but they did it in spite of you know a humongous injury to a division rival or division rival quarterback, which could very well cement their losing. who they played this week. Yeah, so and we'll get to that injury, but um, yeah, the Cowboys just they're, they're putting together, they're playing scrappy football. They're in the driver's seat. Cooper is a much five and five. In the driver's seat. <laughs> that says a lot about the NFC. All they got to do is rough. take. All they got to do is take care of it this week. And right. They pretty much have that. Vision on a lot. Well, to what Riddler is saying is the Cowboys are playing the type of football they should be playing to win games. Yeah. And it's well, resulting. A lot of it's defense you know, play well. Knock on wood, they found you know the Sean Lee replacement that can stay on the field. Who they booed pretty good when he got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. He has eighty-four total tackles already. Yeah. I'm saying, but you know, but they found that Sean Lee replacement. Oh, absolutely. Guy that's you know bringing life to the defense, and. Here's the deal. If the Cowboys make the playoffs, it doesn't matter what they gave up for Amari Cooper because it was worth it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're finally giving Zeke the ball. Cowboys are going to make the playoffs and save Jason Garrett's career. <laughs> I, I think either whatever happens, I think Garrett's going to be gone. Jerry Jones loves him. What if what if they make to the second round of the playoffs? It won't happen, See, but what if they did? The Cowboys, for me, Cowboys fans, they're not like that. Like, Cowboys fans... They're not like New England. They don't, they don't expect Cowboys fans. Just it's you either if you don't make the playoffs, everyone on the team should be fired. If you make the playoffs, okay, we're in the right direction. Everyone's good. 
I really don't think that Jerry Jones cares either way, though, because why bother striving for a winning team when people are going to fill the fucking stadium anyways? Fans don't stop showing up when the Cowboys are losing. They still come in droves. Yeah. Well, Matt Ryan's playing, you know, mediocre. Like, like Julio Jones, yeah, is now catching touchdowns. Also, oh my God, did you see that hit? <laughs> did you guys see that? Did yeah. you see that, that? No, I didn't see that. Oh, hit. my God. Matt Ryan threw a duck pick to a fucking Cowboy safety. Julio Jones was tracking the ball, then looks forward and sees the safety about to catch it, and just speared the shit wow, out of him. Hit him good. And broke it up. Just I turned it into a safety. I think it was Heath for the Cowboys yeah. that was about to make the pick. And he just lit him the fuck up. I think um I think we're seeing Matt Ryan. And we saw his first touchdown that wasn't a two-yard pass. <laughs> I think we're seeing Matt Ryan greatly miss Devontae Freeman. The... The Falcons can't move the ball on the ground. Tevin Coleman's not a workhorse back. Ito Smith is not very good. And he's just not. Um, oh, Freeman, Freeman was that guy on the ground that can move the chains for him and, and make a running threat. He was threat. a physical and a speed back. Yeah. Which you don't see often. And, oh, and the, there's no running threat from the Falcons right now. I don't really blame it on Coleman. I don't believe they have like a, all the um, – like, I think part of the offensive line is like banged up. Yeah, but like, well, here's the other thing too. But there's yeah. no run threat. Yeah, but the, and the other thing too is, is it, I don't care what anyone says about it. It's it's kind of like with the Lions trading away Golden Tate. All the other receivers in the team are kind of like, well, what the fuck? Like this division's still wide open. Like what the the Atlanta Falcons were poised. To make a splash, they were poised to, if not win the NFC North, make it as a wild card. We were there's a very good chance we were going to see Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans in the playoffs again. And I think a big all, part of it is because well, of the defense. Well, no, the, all the injuries happen, and I think it, it just fucks with your team as a, as a whole. Yeah. I mean, you lose so many players for the year. And here's the thing: the defense has been playing better. They have- brought in some pieces. They've been playing better. Here's the: I don't I don't really care if it's the Cowboys or whatever. They're world class athletes. 53 times 32 teams is not a lot when you consider how many people play college football. Everyone in the NFL is an elite player. They just suck in comparison to the really, really good ones. <laughs> so, like, they're all better than us. They're better than us. And so, we'll put together a list. At the end of the day, like, Dak Prescott is still an accurate quarterback. Amari Cooper is still an amazing receiver. And they have arguably the best running back in football. And you held them to twenty two points. You you were you lost by a field goal. I think the Atlanta Falcons need to Somebody's really need the to they need to start looking at hey, this is what we have moving forward as both future defensive stars and defensive depth. And we need to figure out what we're gonna do with these people. Uh real barn burner here at the end, not during the whole game though. Giants Bucks, Giants Hold off to win at home, thirty-eight to thirty-five. Tell you, the, ga- so the game was entertaining. But I mean, like the Giants were up, like for the g- good portion of it, and then all of a sudden, Tampa was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna score." Tampa they <laughs> switched in Jameis. Yeah, Tampa has this weird thing that the starting quarterback Sucks. starts off horrible, <laughs> then they <laughs> switch to the quarterback that started last week and sucked, and he plays really well. They well, should start on, that in on. the <laughs> first quarter. That's not true. The Bears shit on both of them. <laughs> It's Jameis Winston wasn't sacked, but he threw two picks. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta realize too. I mean, the Bucks got a really <laughs> lucky touchdown where like Fitzpatrick fumbles into the end zone with three Bucks right there to fall on it. You know who covered it? 
Yeah, Mike Evans bullshit touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> the way the ball bounces. But um, you know, I I liked how the Giants looked. The de- defense kind of well got you, soft towards the your, end. But your claim for nine straight. It's coming. We're coming. I wouldn't go that far. They have a shot. Realistically, if you we're only two games back. <laughs> and your hardest game of the schedule is probably the Bears, right? Yeah. I mean, we got to play the Colts still, and then oh, okay. so we play them at the end. But yeah. Um, that would be, be a good shootout. That could be a very good shootout. You know, the Redskins, I think, are done. I think I think both those teams, the Colts and the Giants, with their with, with even with the Giants' the offensive line being a little shaky, I think that they could each just keep three offensive linemen in, and they still wouldn't be able to get through on an engaging <laughs> blitz. They're both just they're both just not good at getting to the quarterback. But even that, I mean the the Giants. I can't think of the guy's name now. They just brought him in. But uh, Ogletree? No, no, no. They signed him like two weeks ago for the, the offensive line. For the oh, for the um. Oh, Jamin, Jamin Brown. Yes. That was a Rams guard. Um, they brought him in, and and the last couple weeks the line has looked good. I mean, Eli's had really time. Good. Saquon. I mean, it, it's nice when Has you it have a guy good that can just for when you play Chicago. Oh no, Khalil Mack's gonna have a good day. Eli's got to start in like a fifteen-yard shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> just get imagine the long just, snap. Imagine, imagine they like kick off, they get the ball, they don't return it for a touchdown, then they just punt. <laughs> it's like, alright, we're good. I'm hoping Khalil Mack has like a. Like a head cold that well, day. That game kind of like how I thought it was. That's funny because Chris told me that he hopes Trubisky has a tummy ache when they play the Rams. <laughs> it's like nothing serious. Yeah, just kinda... I don't want him injured. I just don't want him to fucking play. But that game kind of like how I thought it would go. A lot of offense, not a lot of defense. It, it was not a lot of defense in the end on the Giants side. Early on, the Bucks couldn't move the ball. Well, Fitzpatrick kind of sucked. But I, even when Winston like this first week. came in, they they Usually. couldn't move the ball. The defense was playing really well. Fitzpatrick be lights out week thirteen. You watch. <laughs> it I it was towards game. the end. Um, I don't know if they just got kind of complacent and kind of took their foot off the gas, but they were able to hold on. All right. And Saquon. Yeah. He's so good. Uh, oh, just, this just, this just in Rick Flair, uh, of the WWE posted a video wooing for Todd Gurley tonight. <laughs> Actually, I thought you were going to say he died and I was going to be so upset. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. I was going to be like, no. What would, what would Mock do if Stan Lee and Ric Flair were dead? Oh, Within God. seven days? That'd be yeah. horrible. And then, and then and then Billy Ray Cyrus dies no, in a head-on no, collision no. with Tim Tebow. <laughs> On the verge of his new album coming out? <laughs> Kevin, Everyone knocks. Kevin Nash moves to Wallingford. <laughs> oh, fuck that guy. Becomes the mayor. All right, we got we to gotta wrap up. Uh, te- Texans Redskins. Um, Rip Alex Smith. Yeah, just real gruesome injury for Alex Smith. It's, yeah, it's, it's a real bad. shame because he's a good dude. The, the Redskins, they you know they were a team that were pretty much they were kind of living and dying by Adrian Peterson. You they know, still when he, are. When, yeah, but they they lost <laughs> now, they now lost more than game. ever. <laughs> they, you know, I mean, kudos to him for passing John Riggins all time on the touchdown rushing list. Um, you know, it's a big accomplishment. I think that's like sixth all time. I think he is now or something like that. Um, the Texans are just playing great football. Um, they didn't win pretty, though. They didn't yeah. win pretty, but it doesn't matter how you win. Wins are wins. I mean, um, I understand that when you get to the playoffs and people are like, oh, we're not going to take you seriously. If you, you know, like, nobody would take the Redskins seriously if, if well, they made Justin the because all their games are ugly. But Jordan Justin Reed with a big pick six in the end of that game. Jordan Reed kind of had his own little coming out party, finally. I think he was like 7 for 70 in a touchdown. Only took him 11 weeks. Oh, he'll get a concussion. Don't worry. No, I know. He'll but, be in Pittsburgh by, week, by next year. Question, but you know, by week just, next year, it, it was just an ugly, <laughs> uh, ugly game. Um, but you know, the Texans are, are playing good football right now, and you know, it, it's one of those things that if they just if they can keep this gap that they've got going on right now between them and Indy, they can afford to lose a game to them. 
in the division. Yes. I think the Texans need to find a speed, deep threat receiver. Anyone. They don't even have to be good. They should Just go someone train. that can run downfield. Well, their guy that got hurt, uh, Kevin Cutie. Kiki. Whatever, dude. <laughs> well, no, but like him, but like Will Fuller was such a big part of that offense. He was the number two behind Hopkins, but he stretched the field so much, and they're they're missing that. It's well, too bad they didn't trade for Tavon. They need a bigger, yeah. They need a bigger game. They they need Demarius to play better. Zero yeah. catches is not acceptable from him. No, but that's the thing. Like he's, it was a good pickup, but I don't think it was the right pickup for them. Do you no, think? See, I think it could be the right pickup for them. That's the thing, though, because it could be. Here's the thing: is Demarius can run routes just as good as DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. DeAndre he, Hopkins has better hands and better – he has better combine skills. But in terms of, like, route running and IQ, Demarius is up there with the best of them. Oh, I agree. And I agree. I think what they need to do is if they really want to start hanging with the big dogs in the AFC, they need to turn DeAndre Hopkins into that speed threat. Because DeAndre Hopkins is fast. Yes, he is. And DeAndre Hopkins can go up and get the football with the best of them. Top three receiver in the league. I agree. And you put him up the top, he's going to take a safety and a corner with him. That'll open up the middle. Yeah, and then they can, you know, then they can re-sign Kristen Federowitz, the tight end there, and CJ, CJ Federowitz, whatever. Well, with the secret stand for Christian, Christian James Federowitz. Do you think that if Alex Smith <laughs> didn't get injured the year that the Niners went to the Super Bowl, they win it with him? Um, no. No. Did they play the Ravens. I don't. Here's the thing. Find out the stats. We'll talk about it next hour. Find out the stats in the break. And my entire answer is going to rely on how many picks Colin Kaepernick threw because Alex Smith would have thrown none. Um, <laughs> he threw one. I know that off the top of my head. So then, yeah, they might have. Um, all right, Steelers, Jaguars. Talk about a heart attack and a bottle for the, t- okay. the two Steelers fans. We at the did table. not deserve to win that game at all. No, you did not. Shut your face. <laughs> the game was just ugly. Uh, you know, I've, I've, as per usual, Ben Roethlisberger does not like playing in, the Jaguars. Goes into the fourth quarter with minus one fantasy points. Finishes the game with thirty. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, you you attest to it. I was too busy getting chairs out of the trailer to watch the ending. Dick. It was a uh, dick upsetting because I wanted Connor to score that touchdown. Yeah, it, it was real yeah, tough because like we were almost like watching Tomlin just make bad decisions with with the play. The play calling at the end was really weird. Um, yeah, Connor, that horrible drop. They got bailed out with the. The face mask penalty. Big time face mask. It was though. a face mask. Big There's, time. I'm not okay. saying it wasn't. The guy like ripped his face, but, like, whole helmet off. But I mean, it was also a bad ball thrown by Ben. They they got bailed out by it. But I don't think. I well, think he, he been threw there. a switch. It was it was like a little jerk. Either what way, thrown to the smallest guy in the league for because <laughs> he's not bad. Anyways, <laughs> he's like four six. Th- this is how the game went. The Jaguars the lost that game for two reasons. One, they played way too fucking conservative to win that game because Blake Bortles threw the ball. 14 times, maybe? Yeah, but, but here's the thing, though. It, what's your second reason? Because I, I, have, I have... The second reason was because the defense, the Jaguars defense, was on the field for way too long. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down to what I think. I think the only reason they lost that game is because they weren't... They didn't stay steady with the run calls that they were calling in the first half of the game. Yes. Because they were ripping off... It didn't matter who ran the football. They were getting five to six yards per carry the entire first well, half no, of the game. the Steelers fucking finally realized, hey... All they're doing is going to run the ball. But, but they were running. Di- but they were. People. But they were running different options. They were running uh, the first half. They were running it straight up your throats. Yeah, but then the offensive line got tired, and then our line. The second got half, though, they started doing outside runs. They started doing zo- inside zones, and they, they were just they were just pretty much doing halfback dives the whole first half. Every big chunk play yeah. they got on the ground was a halfback dive between the center and the guard. 
And then in the second half, they started trying to do between the tackle guard and then outside of the tackle and swing plays and stuff like that. And if the Steelers have one thing on defense that's consistent week to week is its speed. They have fast players that are able to be very explosive through blocks and get to people. And when you make somebody run to the outside, you are now exposing them to that. It's what you saw with Tariq Cohen trying to run outside against the Vikings last night. The Vikings have players that are very explosive and can get through blockers quick, so you got to run it up the middle. Because if you can hold the block for the second, somebody like Leonard Fournette, somebody like Jordan Howard, one arm's not bringing them down. I think after that touchdown to Brown, they got comfortable, and they were able to play their own style of offense. Once that happened, they finally were able to play the way that they wanted to play. It took them three and a half fucking quarters. Pissed me the fuck off, but you know it happened. A couple of um, bad late game penalties too on the Jaguars. Yes, on that final drive, a couple of bad penalties. Well, the, the, that kept the whole it game was was a mess in terms of yeah. discipline and officiating because there were some pretty questionable calls throughout the yes. whole game. Um, I don't remember what it was, but there was that one call that like when your cousin Chris showed up to the house, Kyle, and we were we were talking about it, and it was like that was not a pat, that was not a, a, a unnecessary roughness or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it happened. and I understand you take the good with the bad. Yeah. You, you know, you know it's bullshit, but if it's your team, you're gonna accept it. And if it's not, you're gonna be Ben about looked it. like shit. And then he looked like Ben. Jalen Ramsey, trade rumors. They already denied it. He's not so they, he, they're not He's probably him. the best man cover man coverage corner in the league. Oh, he's and he proved it last yesterday. He played very well on Brown for three and I'm a half. I'm gonna quarters. put, you, put but you guys in After this. a while, you're we'll facing the best this. receiver in the league. You're gonna give up yards. That's it. Um, we got to get a finish yeah. the game. We'll talk hot take stuff. That's next hour. Uh, Broncos Chargers. Um, ugh, the Chargers <laughs> just find a way to fuck themselves. Um, Rivers for the first time the season didn't really look that hot. No. You know, Even though he threw for four hundred yards. Yeah, four hundred yards. And Keenan Allen had a day, but they just yeah, like you said, they just they just they didn't they just looked a little out of sync. They kicked field goals. Which I mean, we see that from time to time with the t- like they've been playing red hot for. A few weeks now. I mean, seventy weeks. Yeah, and and you see that a lot with these teams where they just kind of every once in a while fall kind of on their face. You know, the tight. The, yeah, the Titans this week they played great football last two weeks. Well, the just, problem too is is with the Chargers is the Chargers are the only team in football that play sixteen road games every day, every week, uh, year. Well, not every year, but like this year, they play. They pretty much play sixteen road games. Every time the Chargers play a home game, there's more opposing fans than there are home fans at that stadium. Tell you what, though, go Antonio Gates. Yeah, good turn him. him back the clock. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the second of the two walk off four o'clock games was uh, Raiders Cardinals. Um, <laughs> there's just a you know honestly I, I I'm really surprised the Raiders won this game. Arizona's defense is a lot better than their offenses, and so if their offense is putting up 21 points, I feel like their defense should be doing really well. I think Gruden's mad they won. Yes, <laughs> he was pretty happy though. But you know, Larry he Fitzgerald, had to be held back. What the big thing out of it? Larry Fitzgerald scored two touchdowns. Yeah, he also only caught two passes. Fuck <laughs> it, like, like best two you can catch. <laughs> he's he's gonna be marked as one of the greatest receivers of all time. And oh he's yeah, still proving it. Like no, yeah. it's not his fault that his quarterback just sucks. Well, the thing though is, no, his quarterback doesn't suck. His quarterback's learning. That's the thing. I mean, he also uh, has no offensive and line. I, I, and I'll say, that, I I don't think that Allen, Rosen, Mayfield. Like Trubisky, Watson, any of these guys could ever be can be labeled as suck right now. They make bad decisions, but they also make some really good decisions. Yeah. You didn't and, say Sam. Hmm? Darnold. Fuck you think Sam, Sam sucks? Oh no, I forgot Darnold, sorry. No. Oh, right. 
We should um, uh, probably. So Saints Eagles. Um, there's not really much to talk about. The Eagles aren't the Super Bowl champs anymore. The Saints are just continuing to be red hot performance offensively and defensively right now. Largest and... deficit lost by a defending Super Bowl team. Yep. Fabrice? We should probably do predictions for the game, even though we're not going to make it to... Hey, the, game, the game just started, but... Yeah, whatever. Well, it's got three minutes to go before the game starts. Who cares? Drew Brees was a steal in the eighth Well, you know, let this, we just got to get through the games. Drew Brees. Very good. What were you saying, Kyle? Oh, uh, I said it was a steal in, like, the seventh round of fantasy. Yeah, I mean, if they're just continuing, and the Saints are doing what... Drew Brees is doing what he's always done his whole career, and that's go ahead and do whatever you want to do. I'm going to make anybody on my team the most formidable weapon. But who the fuck is that car kid? I mean, people are just lighting it up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're, they're turning into the, they're turning into the NFC version of the Patriots because there was a little white guy that was killing it. <laughs> That's. I'll stand by. Drew Brees is the greatest of all time. Uh, score up, score update. Uh, Rams, Rams scored a touchdown. Are you serious? Yep, Jared Goff passed to You're Robert kidding. Woods. Oh, thank God! Years. Why am I not watching this game? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last game was Bears Vikings on Sunday night. Ugly score, twenty five twenty. It was a weird score. Awesome score. It was even weird. It, Kyle and I were looking at it. It was even more weird when it was eleven nothing. That was just odd to see. <laughs> but um, the Bears two, defense. Two point conversions. Uh, yeah, the Bears defense just played well. Um, you know they. Zero line missed the kick. Just so we know. They <laughs> opened up with a field goal. They opened up with a field field goal. Um, it was nice to see Parky. You know, put it through the uprights. Uh, and then the Bears forced you know a couple three and outs in the first half. They went into the locker room up fourteen nothing. Trubisky delivered a nice, uh, nice dime piece into the end zone to Anthony Miller. Um, Trubisky continues though to show a lot of impressive abilities to hit receivers on and a lot of perfect spots decisions. and route. You know, let me finish, or no? I wanted to say that. All right, well, get out of the house. You're grounded. That's fine. People live here, Kyle. This is a house. Um, yeah, he just continues to hit people in the exact spot on the routes to make, give them the best opportunity to win, and you know. He, tucks and runs at the exact right moments, and then throws into triple coverage to a guy that's not going to come down with the ball at all. Uh, so he just, he he puts, he put the Vikings in them. In my opinion, he's the reason the Vikings were in this game at all, but they played well defensively. I, you know, I think they, we're going to see Trubisky just keep growing. I think no, each week I, he's looking better. It, the thing, though, is, and this is, in my honest opinion, Trubisky's going to continue to do this week in and week out and make those, those poor throwing yeah. decisions because they continuously are trying to push him to throwing. Yeah. This is the first time uh, the Bears almost cracked 30 <laughs> rushing attempts, not counting Trubisky's rushes, which is huge because Howard was eating it up in the middle. Yeah. And Cohen had an okay day. I think he had 30 yards on like five carries. He didn't get a lot of yardage, but like he got he had like, important yardage. Like, like five, he, six yards. He, tri- or Howard, he oh. didn't, like you said, he didn't have a lot of yardage, but all of, all of his big yard gains, his six and seven yard carries, came on first downs, which is what allowed them to yeah. continuously move the chains. And, you know, and so. Bears just the defense played really well. They held, you know, they didn't. It's not like they held Diggs and Thielen to no catches. They both had good days, but they they completely bottled up. I think, was, I think they rushed for under thirty yards as a team, the Vikings, and they just they played really really well defensively, and they they ran the clock down. They made long offensive drives. That game felt like it went so quick. Yeah, Khalil Mack, he's Killing good. Uh, blocked a dude with a single arm and just he's shoved good. him to the ground. All right, so we're going to go to break. Um, but first, yeah, we said score update. Rams are up 6 nothing with 12 minutes to go in the first. Uh, Robert Woods from Jared Goff. Uh, I mean, I know it's 6 nothing, but we'll do our score predictions. I mean, these two these two teams can put up 60 points in the first half, no problem. So I don't really think it's the six points makes a big difference this early in the game. So, Souls, do you have the weigh-in on? Anything you'd like to weigh in on? 
I just think the Rams win uh, 42-39. to 39. All right. 45-42, KC. My, my score as well. You're pretty, you're, you can't pick against the Rams. Sure, I can. I no, no, you can't. Nobody on the show ever picks against their team. Never, ever. You have to finish the private stock if you pick against your team. 45-42 Rams. Thank you. Uh, Rams win 37-30. 54-54 tie. Oh, that'd be <laughs> gross. Do we get five field goals out of... Nah, 54-54 tie, no overtime points at all. That's fine, but do we get bucket points? All the extra points. That's stupid. Kyle, it's like... Kyle needs three 50-yard field goals from Bucker to win in a fantasy league. Season. Or 15 points. From <laughs> all right, so we'll be back the second hour. I believe we're going to do some hot take type things. A lot of hot take. A lot of hot takes. I think, believe the Red Baron has proposed some questions. I, I got also, some questions. Too. I also have a few um, that we're going to we're gonna throw around. I have my, my guess the player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maxine Washable's got his guess the player. We got a... Um, you gotta come up with a better name for it. Oh, it was, it was a Mox Mix <laughs> Match. Uh, there it goes Kareem Hunt for 20 yards on, by the way. It was like Mox <laughs> Mix Match. Oh, man, I forgot. Uh, mashup. Yeah. Mox Mix Match Mashup. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we're also going to have Riddler's Rankings in the third hour. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by people fearing their death. I hate you all. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening to the show for some time, you remember the Thanksgiving shot from last year. It's back, and it's grosser than ever. It's more of a solid at this time. Um, uh, Red Baron, could you, would you mind showing the, the viewers uh, yours, your cup? Can't help but notice Rita doesn't have one. Oh, she does. This is kind of what and we're looking she's at doing right it. here. And she's going to throw up. <laughs> And a spirit. Would you like to sit down here with us with the bucket? So, uh, the Red Baron was nice enough to go to (laughs) Boston Market and get. I paid for, by the way. I bought your beer. All right. So, anyway, the Red Baron. I bought your beer. (laughs) The Red Baron and Yoshi. Red Baron and Yoshi went to Boston Market, got a side of stuffing, a side of mashed potatoes, and a side of gravy. So, there's a full side. There could have been cornbread in this. Nah, no cornbread. (laughs) Uh, there's a full side of like full side of stuffing, full side of mashed potatoes, uh, half a cup of gravy, and half a bottle of red wine. Now, there's a lot of extra that's seeping on the fridge right now. We got to clean that up. <laughs> that look over? We're not gonna, you know. Well, Kendall might drink more of this. I'll probably have another one. Can we just do this? But we all have to do it. I. Yes. This is the way I think we should do it. I think we should do it one by one. I want to see people's reactions. Right. You want to do it in pairs? We'll do it in pairs. Let's, All right. let's do it in pairs. So I think that Mock and K- Mash should go first because they're gonna Because I'd like to see them smash heads when they hurl. <laughs> that I gotta so hold on, Red Baron. Can, can, do we have the camera on these two? Can they can they both be seen yeah, by the girl? One, one second. Here's the thing. I'm gonna taste it. I'm tasting. No, you gotta come on. You gotta try to swallow it. I'm gonna try. If you right, here's the deal. If you can't swallow it, that's fine. You gotta keep it in your mouth. Will it for shot? At least, at least a, like three seconds. Hey, will it shot? No, because it's not liquid. Will it shot, Kyle? <laughs> Kyle, if you were to blend like a dirty diaper, this is exactly yeah, what it would look like and be consistent of. Well, you guys obviously get this. I'm going to taste it. See, when I smell it, all I smell is stuffing and gravy. When I smelt it, I almost threw up. Hmm. Red right, Baron? Let's go. Are they, on, are they on the camera? They're on the camera. All right, hold on. It's no, 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 no. This is not a getting sports with live sports show. This is a getting sports with gross shots show. This is a bad idea for us to go at the same time. I'm going to feel really bad if I spit this all over the back of that Todd Gurley jersey. It's the front. 
So no, he'll be down. Oh, okay. I was saying, you, we can we can top it off with some private stock if you'd like. Listen, I will stand up this way. So if you oh, go man. down, I'll put it up. On top. Sounds like a lot of a lot of delaying three, to me. Three, two. Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, it's so thick. <laughs> this is the greatest thing. Oh, oh, this is the greatest thing. Nope. Seconds. Mock seconds. I'm not everything diff- about that. <laughs> I thought he was going for the bucket of it. Whole bucket. All right. Uh, so souls, do you want <gasps> Yoshi? Do, Yoshi, do you want to team up with myself, uh, Rita, or the Red Baron? Oh, fuck me and Soul. We 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 bought it together. We'll. Uh... All right. Just gonna hang out near the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> souls. Got it down for good. All right. Is the camera on Souls? A uh, camera's not on Souls. Yeah, it is. Oh. Well, it's barely on Souls. Doesn't matter. Oh my! It matters if you vomit, Kyle. Because anybody who's seen that, anybody should come by the bucket. I'm, I'm, I'm advising you to go near the bucket. Kyle, you're You're talking to run to the bucket. (laughs) 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 All right, I gotta move the video back now. Well, you might as well keep it there because I think Rita should also do it near the bucket. Wow, you've outdone yourself. That was horrible. (laughs) I'm not fucking shaking. It was the right amount of blending that did it. Hey. All right, Red Baron, Yoshi, cheers. <laughs> Did you keep that mic on down there? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Are you serious? Kevin's going to go back for a second. I'll do one more for the fans. You know, I give Kyle effort to, or a lot of a lot, a lot of uh I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Credit? Credit, yeah. Because he tried to get every last drop out of that glass. Rams touchdown. Oh, the Rams scored? Spoiler alert. Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds? By Goff? Yeah. Uh-oh. Corner Uh-oh. of the end Uh-oh. Here zone. comes J-Mart. That's, oh, there's a flag on the play, though. Doesn't he have Goff? No. Oh. I do. Played luck. Uh, I tell you. Rita. There's a flag on the play, though. Uh, yeah, Rita, it's you and I. Here's the deal. Here, here's you either the do the shot or you can never come on the show again. Rebecca. Everybody had a frap incentive. They, I, I will commend Machine and the masses' efforts. Mark held it in for a while, and seeing his face go as red as his shirt for a second. I tried so hard. The wine got me. <laughs> Here's the thing, because you, I, I tried to do like Kyle just did, Kyle? and take it like a shot, but it's so thick that you have to like wait for it and kind of shake it. You got to jello shot it. You got to put the tongue around it. <laughs> That's what oh. I did. Mm. Right. See, I, next year we're gonna get real fancy with this. We're gonna do like uh, martini glasses, and I'm gonna put like a like a gravy, like <laughs> nice, like sauce, nice on rim. It. I'll quit yeah. the show. Do olive garnishes, the whole thing. Rita, all right. Rita, you just gotta taste it. Red Come Baron, on. we all did it. Rita's not. I doing hated this. it too. She has to do it. You gotta do it. Hey, you want a spoon? Just give right, it a Becca, taste. I'm not usually one. To you gotta give her the incentive. She only listens to you. It. She can't come on the show. She doesn't do it. Let's it's do the it. rule. You, you, We're you, doing it as a unit. Yeah, you always say you want to be part of the group. I forgot. But then you got to participate with the group. Phoenix. Come I've on. Only been here two are you I, going uh, to the garbage can or are you doing I it I would there? advise you go near the bucket. I advise you go near the bucket as well. I advise you also. Bucket's coming over here. Peter's like, what is going on? So we, we do this thing. Uh, it's called the Thanksgiving shot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But we need, we got stuff to get to. So Rita just needs to buck up and do it. Yeah. We need you here, Rita. No, you don't get yes. anything. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. She's not going to get a milkshake, but yeah, you're getting a milkshake. Yeah, you can get a Thanksgiving milkshake down your gullet right this. now. I ain't making it for you. I'll bring you a fucking milkshake next. Hey. All right, there we go. Come on, let's is do it. Is that fair? 
Fuck you. I work at a... No, you have no to shit. take a healthy shot of it. Hold your nose. All right. Cheers, cheers, Rita. Get near the bucket. Oh! <laughs> Look at that. That's horrendous. That, She's going to spin all over her laptop. Do you want the bucket? Wow. I tell you what. Fuck you, Paul. I tell you, that had a rough ending. Very peppery. <laughs> Let me tell you this. It's not the Thanksgiving that got me. What? The wine. It's <laughs> not the Thanksgiving. Uh, it's all one thing. You saw. Yeah, we're going to cleanse this place. The garbage is going out. That garbage cannot sit here. Peter, we'll leave <laughs> one in the fridge for you. <laughs> yeah. I can't right. do wine, man. It's just so dumb. Kyle, you didn't taste the wine. Yeah, you're right, but it feels like I did. What? Well, gentlemen, Kyle, you talk like the hormone monster on Big Mouth, <laughs> like the old one. <laughs> <laughs> Just say random yeah, sentences. You're a man, you're a man oh, Steve. That was awful. Oh, that was. What great. do we play this game? Any hoosers? So this used to be every week when we did chat trivia, which we didn't do this week. Um, <laughs> that's around the horn, private stock around the horn. Um, it used to be the disgusting it shot. Used to be the disgusting shot. So everything on the bar was open for grabs, and anything in the fridge. I'll do double use. because it's my fault. Why? I, it's my turn. All right, well, you get a question, cue question up, and we'll do it in the third hour. Uh, Mox Mix Match Mashup? Oh, yeah. Let me pull up my screen here. All right, take a shot of the private stock while you do that. It's going oh. around the horn because we all fucked up. I got to tell you, that was uh, that was thick. That was a doozy. Good, what do you think? Good. Just before I throw it away, I'm going to get one more. I hate you so much. One more quick one. <laughs> Look at this. It's like a yogurt. Sorbet. <laughs> So Get it right in the camera. Yeah. See this? Just don't go over the keyboard. I know. This is like, uh, what's that yogurt that helps you crap? Activia. Activia. This is like the reverse. Yeah. It helps this you puke. Solidifia. Solidifia. It's <laughs> <laughs> just coming. Don't worry. Good. All right. You ready for oh Mox Mix God. Match Mashup? Yes. All right. Let me, Let me just See, hand this up. That's why Kendall and I have been friends for as long as we have been, because we both chewed it. <laughs> it's a solid. That's the thing. Is like I didn't. I didn't try to swallow it whole. I was like, this is gonna need a couple, couple of mouth movements. All right. So, um, what I have this week is two MLB catchers. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna read off their, um, because I believe they, they both played about the same amount of time. One okay. guy played 17 years. The other guy played 15. Right. But I'm gonna read off their yearly average. All right. Um, you guys tell me who you would want. Okay. All right. Kyle, you listening? Okay. Player number one played 17 seasons. <coughs> Career 273 hitter. Averaged 24 home runs a year with 147 hits. No defensive stats in this, right? Um, I was, I was going to do... No, that's fine. That's fine. Well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. Uh, where is it? Right, maybe I'm not going to do it. All right. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, okay. So, career 273 hitter, mm-hmm. 24 home runs, 147 hits. A season. Average. A, an av- average season. Over 17 years. Yes. Okay. All right. Number Five two. Five-time All-Star. Five-time All-Star. Okay. Number two. Number two. Played 15 seasons. Averaged 20 home runs, a 256 average, and 137 hits. And... A three-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove. I'm gonna go number two. Number one. Number two. Number one. 
Does anyone care to guess who's who? Pudge Posada. Which which was which? One Posada, two Pudge. I mean, no. Two, one Pudge, two Posada. One Benji Molina, two one, Posada. One Pruszynski, two Veritek. I don't know baseball well enough to guess. Option number one was Jorge Posada. Ooh, yikes. Option number two, Jason Veritek. Oh, Kyle, we both guessed the guy right <laughs> wrong. No, actually, I guessed Veritek, too. You said Veritek, too. Yeah. See, I picked number two because I pride myself on defense. <laughs> it's defense. Well, the Golden Globes. I know. It's just funny what you said. I was on defense. Uh, yeah. See, I was trying to find. I, I guess I thought Posada had a gold glove, but I guess not. But he also had five silver sluggers. Didn't read that one quick enough. Hip, hip. Ooh. <laughs> More Thanksgiving shot for you, Mass. <laughs> I will leave. Hey, before, you know, we'll do it off the air, but can we pour it on your head? <laughs> no. no. While you're in your car. Also, uh, score update. Touchdown Chiefs. Who scored? Tyreek Hill. Fuck! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a far one? 25. Yes. He actually <laughs> has. It was a far one. 46 yards receiving. I'm going to lose the chip. But, anyway. <coughs> All right, Red Baron, some hot takes? Yes. Let me just cue this up for us real quick. So I have a couple questions here. Uh, some of it's multi, multi-part. But just figured I'd post it to the room and then we'll uh, go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I got our have here is: Are the 76ers poised to make a significant high seed push with the addition of Butler? Yes. 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 They were poised to do that without him. So I guess. Where, where were they seated without him? Without him, I think they were a three seed. With him, I think they're the one. So you think definitely like a strong argument for one seed? Yeah. I think they're yeah. two. Was just Kyle one. downplaying his own team? Well, no, because I think Toronto has a better overall team. In order for the Sixers to make a full push, they need to upgrade the bench a little bit. I still think the Sixers finished at the one, and I think they were would have finished at the three without him. Because it adds another, it adds another all-star defensive player, and then it adds a clutch shooter. And realistically, bench depth and all that stuff is great, but in a close game, your bench isn't what's going to score the game-winning bucket. Hence, the Charlotte Hornets game. All you guys want to say about that? Yeah. All right. Feel free to elaborate on your reasoning. <laughs> all right. Which NFL team, after what you've seen in eleven weeks, would benefit from a coaching change next season? Can I have multiple answers? Sure. Hey, I'm going to kill the Facebook Live just because it's... Yeah, it's not working out. Bye, guys. We'll try um, again later. My my team, I think, that would benefit is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Harbaugh, I, I don't think, is a bad coach by any means, but... It's been 12 years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's time to shake things up there. Um, I think they'll try and bring in a younger coach to work with Lamar Jackson going forward. And because I see him moving on from Flacco, I think Harbaugh gets the axe. Uh, Miami Dolphins definitely need a coaching change very soon. I don't know how much of their misfortune I blame on Gase, though. I mean, I certainly <laughs> don't think that he's had any success down there. But uh, you got to look at what he's given. I mean, you have Tannehill, who isn't good, who's been hurt, and then you have Osweiler. So draft a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, their their defense is subpar. 
They traded away their best receiver. Their run game is, I mean, they're relying heavily on Frank they Gore. They traded away their best running back last year. And receiver. And receiver. Well, receiver this year, running back last year. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know how much I put it on Gase. Um, I don't think he's done anything to help his case. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, Jay Cutler last year. That didn't really work. Uh, Denver Broncos as well. <coughs> yeah, I see that happening. Would you guys have any suggestions? Yeah. Well, Harper Denver, Denver. They, they've already said Gary Kubiak is willing to come back. But as an offensive coordinator, he didn't say head coach. Either way, they, they need to they need to upgrade their offense. Yes. And what? And since he has left, they've had a very hard time getting that offense. It's been there. a joke. So, hey, thanks for the Super Bowl. Bye, guys. But well, he left. Wasn't he like sick or something? He was yes. very sick. But a team that I personally see with a big coaching change is Tampa Bay. Oh, that's that's gonna happen. Dick Cooter is not that good of a coach. You can't Who? get the offense. Yeah. Dick Cooter. Dick <laughs> like Cooter. That. I thought he said Dirk. Dirk. Cooter. You did say right, Dick Yoshi. though. Yeah, but my name's better. But anyways, <laughs> well, obviously any name Dick is hilarious. But Dick Vermeil, what a rim of the Rams! He can't get the Little defense Dick going, and they have talented players on that defense. And he's got a good off. He's got a very good offense, good offensive weapons. Can't get that going. So they need. I don't know if it's a younger coach. I think it's more of an experienced coach. I can't really name like a like a specific coach. Why wouldn't you shoot for the fences like uh, Nagy or McVeigh? I just think their problems is more is more than that. I think they need a like a real like a coach who's been in the league, like a Mike McCarthy if he's available. McCarthy should go to the Browns, and there's no question about that in my eyes. Him and Condoleezza Rice, <laughs> done deal, <laughs> done deal. Bring her in. I saw that on like a report. Like that's yeah. that's really what that means. <laughs> Um, I would go to every Browns game and buy as many Browns jerseys as I could. I, Tampa's an odd thing because I think they're almost ready to move on from Winston. Fitzpatrick, I mean, isn't an option for the future. So if you bring in like a, a young guy with nothing to work with, you're kind of setting him up to fail. Um, you know, McVay worked in L.A. because he walked into a golf and Gurley and a good defense. He uh, He made golf, though. But I don't think he made golf. He did, golf, was golf was fucking terrible. Under who? Fisher. Exactly. Doesn't matter. Jeff Fisher is horrible. He wasn't good when it, when he first came in. But, but McVay didn't come into a great situation. He drafted four new linemen. He he, he had good pieces to build around. Every single receiver was brand new. There was not a single receiver that and came back. Traded all the That's not true. Farrow Cooper came over. Farrow Cooper came over. But should tell you. Even still. I mean, if you ask any coach, hey, if you can take over a team with a young quarterback that's poised to be very good and an elite running back, you, you can build around that. I mean, we've seen teams try and rebuild for decades, and they search for those pieces. Um, Tampa, to me, doesn't have that. You know, you don't have the quarterback. Winston, I think, is going to start bouncing around. I don't think he's going to... Pan I don't out. even think he signed anywhere. Someone will sign him. I mean, yeah, he'll be a backup at least. Because yeah, th- there's still going to be yeah, like there's going to be teams that'll bring him in to compete. But 
I think he's going to be that bounce around guy. Um, and, and they don't have a run game. Just I mean, Peyton Barber's been decent. They'll find somebody in the draft this year. They have to. Yeah, it's Green Bay. So can I we think take that a... love lost is over? Yeah, I think so. I gone. think the fans aren't happy with it. There's been just too much crap between him and Rogers, you know, publicized and whatnot. And you know, the Packers are poised to miss the playoffs again. I mean, granted, I understand Rogers was hurt last year, but at the end of the day, the great head coaches that doesn't make a difference. I mean, how many wins did they have without Brady? Eleven. Oh, it's a great system. There's a but Belichick made it work. Yes. There's talk the about great head coaches always can figure it out. There's talk about the uh, tight ends coach from New Orleans coming over to possibly be a fit for the Green Bay uh, head coaching job. Also, a uh, game update. Todd Gurley has not been in this entire drive. Yeah, what what is happening? <laughs> he didn't but, trade him. That's what happened. Honestly, Green Bay, I think, needs a coach that's really going to light the fire underneath them. I think they need a defensive-minded, straight-up defensive-minded coach. I don't think it's going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. But the perfect coach for the Packers would be Bill Cowher. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm just saying, he's a guy that doesn't. Just, give a I sh- didn't expect that. He, he doesn't give a shit of what you have to say, especially if you're Aaron Rodgers. He expects greatness out of your team, and he's going to expect greatness out of the defense with a young defense for one. And he's going to be like, you know what? Man up and get the fucking job done. That's how it was in Pittsburgh. I think that's exactly how he would do it in Green Bay. It's an interesting take. I think he's got a, a cushy CBS job. Well, I, I, I said it. I, I, I said it's not going to happen. But I'm just saying, that's like a kind of coach that they need. Who? Packers. Yeah. Sorry, someone down for a second. See, it's tough too because we see these coaches try and come back, and and like Cower Cower left what? How long? Ten years ago. Two thousand six, last season. I mean, the the game is very different. You know, I I know it's really early still, but we're seeing it with Gruden now. I mean, you know, who I think would be a perfect coach. For the, the Packers, Bruce Arians. Yes, please. I think it'd be. I would hate to see it because I like Bruce, but um. But that's going to be I, a championship window of three to four years. I think he'd be a good fit there because I think that he would really focus on the defense, but he still has his taken offense, and he under you know he he understands that Rodgers is going to run the offense. He let Carson Palmer run the offense, and they were doing really well with him there, and um. But he's you know he's a hard nosed, hard fought guy, and he, you know if Rodgers challenges him too far he's gonna knock him down a peg and say hey this is my team not yours you work for me do you think rogers would take that he doesn't have a choice sure he does do you, he's Aaron Rodgers. do you so think he doesn't have a choice do you guys think that rogers regrets signing the extension yes. no no i don't think so but did, to go back to what chris it, said though did he sign it before jordy nelson left yes yeah. i don't think he regrets it though i think he wants to win another championship with green bay i think it, it's it's like the Peyton Manning thing. Like I think Peyton Manning would have wanted to stay with the Colts. It's just with the injury and everything, and then the Colts had the luxury of having a bad season. You know, could very well be that next era of yeah. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning type quarter, Tom Brady type quarterback. Um, you know, it, it's just when you draft a guy like that, it, it's hard to it's hard to bench him for a year. You know, I mean. Yeah, it's just hard to. It's especially, the way it works. Especially out. in today's NFL now. Today in today's NFL, everybody that comes out in the draft is supposed to everyone who gets picked in the first round is expected to start week one. They they are they are groomed and supposed to you know and I understand that, you know, some teams don't do it that way and, and rightfully so, some of these young quarterbacks and whatnot, but 
as of right now, when you're drafted in the first round, from the social media fan standpoint, you should be expected to be ready to go NFL game week one. Which I don't think is fair for a lot of the players. I don't think it's fair for any of the players. I don't give a shit if you're the number one pick overall. The number one pick overall means that you are, at least by this one team, viewed as the most talented player coming out of the draft. That doesn't mean that you're the best player in the history of the fucking sport. Yeah. It just means that you're the most talented player, and there you go. That doesn't mean that you're not... It's a big step. That's why there's so much drop-off from so many players from college to the NFL, or any sport for that matter. And it just sometimes it just takes time. I mean, Did how, we've seen plenty of guys go huge after a year or two of not... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Slow start. All right. Well, do you want to move on from this? What uh, else you got? This, this may be more uh, Paul-targeted, but uh, is the Buffalo Sabres start a surprise to you? Well, Kyle can chime in on this, well, too. Well, yeah, I just kind of meant as our more hockey insider at this stage in the game. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing really well. Um, They are uh, 12 just, and 6, I believe, as of I last just, night. Yeah, so I just saw the stat. Um, and I chose it because I looked at their, their records from the past couple of years, and they have not been pretty. No, Buffalo has been a very struggling team. Buffalo is currently sitting third in the East at 12-6-2 uh, and two with 26 points. And that ties them for third in the NHL. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's a very surprising start. They've been putting together a lot of impressive pieces together and, and working very well as, as a unit. And to be honest with you, um, you know, it's not really a hot take because, you know, I know everyone else here is working on their hockey or whatnot. But I think Buffalo is a playoff team. I think Buffalo will make the playoffs. I, you know, they might fall off and dip around and switch around with, you know, like Boston and Montreal mm-hmm. from time to time or even Ottawa. Um, I mean, Detroit's not even that far out of it. And, you know, a couple wins here and there can really okay. change things up. But, you know, from in the Atlantic Division, you've got eight teams. And from first to seventh, it's a nine-point difference. Yeah. There's a lot of hockey to be played left, but I think Buffalo can make a real run at being a playoff team. I don't think they'll get very far. Because I just think that there's too much greatness in their path, just in their own division, with um, Tampa and Toronto, and then you look that they've got, then you look out, you know, the other side of the division, you look at the, there's the Blue Jackets, and then there's the Islanders, and now Washington starting to piece things together here, here and there. So I mean, it, it's a, not to mention the Penguins, you know, who are scraping the bottom of the barrel right now, but you know, they you never shot t- them out. Yeah, exactly. It's like the Patriots, like the Steelers type of deal, you know. So, and the Flyers aren't a terrible team. Ottawa's a good team. Montreal's a good. Team. I mean, so they they're not ready to get through the East yet. The East is one of those things where it's like, even though the West tends to produce more dominant Stanley Cup winners over the past few so years, when you look at like Nashville going to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then the Blackhawks won three, the Kings won two or three. Um, like, they've just produced impressive teams, but in terms of competitiveness, you know, the East is really high-powered. Well, they added Carter Hutton, too, who was on the Blues last year, who was a very solid goalie for them. But, like, they brought him over, like, to be their starter. He's been all right with a 91% save percentage. It just, he's... He's now taking the starter job, so he's not used to it. Last year, he split a lot of time. Yeah. 
Well, I guess it's conversation worthy because of the position they're in right the now. The Blackhawks are a team to, that can be starting to be reckoned with a little bit here and there. I'm not going to say that they're a playoff team, but I think they're the last. I think last week, at least when Crawford was in that, I think they were two zero and one, which is five points. Crawford had a clean sheet, and Taze is continuing to score goals, which I know that you know this is the West now. But I mean, you look at the the Western Conference and you look in the Central. The Blackhawks are still sitting in seventh place. Um, or sixth place, sorry, but they got twenty one points, and the next four, next three teams have twenty four points. And you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm a firm believer of the Quinville trip firing yet. You know, I got to see what happens. But when Taze is scoring, it's dangerous because you know Kane's going to do it. Right. So when Taze is putting goals in the net, there's a lot of things that. But this is it's it's a real we're in a real shift right now because you look at you look at it. You you look. I mean, the the Eastern Conference for the Atlantic Division is not really that much of a surprise outside of Buffalo, but in the Metropolitan, you've got Pittsburgh sitting last. In the Central, you've got the Blues and Chicago sitting last, and then in the Pacific, you've got Vegas and L.A. Kings sitting last. You're talking about we're, we're literally talking about five teams that have been Stanley Cup Finals contenders every year for probably the past six years, yeah, if not longer. Uh, you mentioned the Blackhawks. This is more of a fun question, but um, last night at the uh, Bears game, uh, a video of a uh, Quenville taking shots off of a, a ski or a yeah, paddle. Ski, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, awesome, true or false? Awesome. <laughs> it's not, and I'm not saying it as like a Chicago fan. It's just you know you, you think uh, you look at the tenure that he had in Chicago, and you look at the success he brought to the team. It, it's hard to you know, and then on top of it, a lot of sports organizations are very involved in their communities and whatnot. It's very hard to be in a team in a city for so long, especially in a winning environment for so long, and not get connected and attached to the city and its people. I mean, I mean, you, you look at especially in, you know not that other sports don't do it, but you look at Chicago sports and you look at the the way the city's designed. I mean, every game for Chicago, there's another Chicago team. Or, or someone at the games. I mean, there's always bull, Bulls and Bears are always going to the Blackhawks game. There's always Bulls or bl- there's always Bulls and Bears at Cubs and White Sox they, games. They support you know? each other. They are, they, yeah, they're all in on each other all the time. It's like the city of Philadelphia. A lot of players go to each other. Yeah, except game. our fans aren't assholes. Um, but, but um, it's just, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to just cut those ties and leave. And until he gets another coaching job, he he's been a coach in Chicago for a long time. It's where his home is. You think he will? Yes. Yeah. Do you have like an idea where? Not yet. I I don't think he I don't think he takes a coaching job this year. I'm not gonna say he's offered. I'm sure he's already gotten phone calls. Not necessarily offers, but interests. Right. But um from you know, maybe like, some Hey, we'll teams. fire our guy for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Last night, the, the Chicago uh, Blackhawks and Bears sent home Minnesota with a couple L's. Yeah, I thought that was both, pretty cool. Both teams came to came to Chicago and both left losers. Yeah, not often that does that happen. All right. Uh, Corbin or Keiko, uh, who would you rather have? And who is at a higher risk for bust? I'm going to say Patrick Corbin for both. Okay. The reason for this is that Patrick Corbin's younger is why I would take him. But he's going to cost more for the bust part of it. Keiko, you know, he's, he's already... Th- he has, he's had a rough couple last couple years. And 
teams aren't going to spend much for him. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you said that because it's funny because Corbin is like 29 and Keuchel is 31. So it's like they're close, but they're separated by like that, that 30 is kind of a noteworthy. Corbin's had that year off where he had the Tommy. I don't know if he had Tommy Trump, but he had the year off. Right. So his arms are a little more fresh, if that makes sense. But I feel like people are going to be willing to more, not people, but teams are going to be willing to more spend on Corbin because of the year he had last year. Right. Where Keiko, who had a down year, they're not going to spend much money on. It, in baseball, it's all about what they did last year. And Corbin had a good year where they're going to spend more money for him. Mark, you seem to have a differing opinion. Oh, only, I, I kind of. Because it's not always what you did last year. There, we see players that hang around off, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury had really one good season three years before the Yankees gave him big money. It, it's just, I agree with you, just not entirely. You know what I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I'd rather take Keuchel. Yeah. Just because he can come in. You know he has the playoff experience. I'm looking I, I at it as a, as a contender. If I'm a contending team, I would take Keuchel. Um. Again, he has the playoff experience. I, I think you'll get him cheaper, and I think he'd be better in a situation knowing that he's not – he doesn't have to be what he was. He, he doesn't have that uh, the pressure on him to go out and be the ace. He can be your number two. I mean, he could still be your number one, but he, he's not what he was, you know, like Kyle said, three years ago. Um, but that, that would be my pick. All right. Uh, I was kind of excited about this one, though. It's been very covered in the past week. Real quick, sorry not to interrupt. I meant to my toast to excellence. I couldn't remember what they were off the top of my head, so that's why I did the Alex Smith, Alex Smith thing. But uh, Eddie Jackson, that's what it was supposed to be, too. Eddie Jackson and Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Eddie Jackson, um, since coming into the league in 2017, has four defensive touchdowns, which is twice as many as any other player in that time span. That's pretty impressive. Um and then Mitchell Trubisky for taking the lead from Cam Newton for most rushing yards by a quarterback. Oh, yeah. I heard that last night. All, right. All Lamar Jackson's coming. <laughs> He's already a fucking third of the way there. <laughs> uh, so this is a multi-part question. And like I said, it's kind of been covered a lot by other sports media outlets. But, you know, I'm, I'm interested in what you guys think. Uh, does Durant finish the season with the Warriors? If not, where? What trade makes the most sense? And where do you see Durant in 2019? He finishes the season in Golden State. They're not going to trade him this year. Will he sign the next year? No. I think you're wrong. I think they're more willing to get rid of Draymond Green. Just because of the elite talent that he has. But if he were to go somewhere else, I can see him going to like the Knicks or to the Lakers. One of those like big market teams to really push them over the edge. And you're saying that like because of the NBA is what is what it is. Uh, money is really not an issue for for any of these. He's gonna make his money, no matter where he goes. He's so, not he's not gonna make it in Golden State, but if he wants the money, he's gonna go to New York or LA. Well, I guess I'm asking that. So basically, wherever he goes, it's it's kind of like. It's open. The yeah, teams got can, his teams, ring. Teams can afford. He's got his ring. I think he'll be. He's. He'll. He'll look for the. If he. If he decides to not stay in Golden State, he's going to look for the money right. over the championships. But foreseeably, any yeah. team can afford him. Yeah. For the most part. And cap's only growing. Yeah. 
We should sign him. Yeah, I, I'd be, Bring I'd him be in. fine. All right. Outside of LeBron, who is the most influential player in the NBA? Right now? Right now. Steph Curry. Yeah. Wow. People are fucking uh, flying from, <laughs> People are fucking flying from Japan and buying tickets and spending one night in fucking Golden State just to watch him play. All right. Besides Steph Curry. <laughs> Besides LeBron and Curry. Yeah. I kind of thought that there'd be more. Well, because people diversity. are also. We invite Steph Curry because the game has fully changed because of him. You know, people are. Like, even big men are shooting threes because of Steph Curry. What do you? How do you mean influential? Well, I guess you know the way the game is played, uh, the way that, like do, you said, do you mean on the court or off the court? Both, because because it's different answers. I mean, on the court, I I don't think we can say anyone other than Steph for what Kyle just said, but I mean off the court is it's well no uh, on the on the court if you want to give an argument for Steph it would be Giannis because he's an absolute insane freak of nature that. Like he just like the things he does, like I understand that he's in, he's got the height, the length, and all that stuff. But like he just because of it, he shows moves that people like never thought of doing. Yeah, and now people are, are trying. I mean, because like Giannis isn't the only person that can that can be driving from half court and start a euro step at the free throw line and get <laughs> to the rim. But people weren't doing that. Now other players are not doing it as often or as effectively. But other players are starting to try those things, mm-hmm. and they are getting some result out of it. Well, I guess what I was trying to poise the question as, and it's off kind of, the court, Dwayne Wade, in my opinion, Dwayne Wade, because the only way I could describe it, and it's going to sound ridiculous. You know, whenever I shoot a piece of garbage in the wastebasket, I'm saying Kobe. People who are ten years younger are saying Curry, and I and I've witnessed that. We're also and, saying it though for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I see what you're saying. Off the court, it, it's basketball. At least more than most other sports, is is. You're a brand. Every player is a brand. I mean, I know other sports are like that, but, you know, Steph has a brand. LeBron has a brand. Kyrie has a, It's – they all have their own thing within the NBA. Um, so it's really – who do you like? I mean, I, the people out – you know, New England are going to like Kyrie more than James Harden. And it, it to, to me, it's just more of a territorial – Type thing. All right. All right. So we touched on this earlier in the show, um, but I guess it, to just glaze over it real quick, um, are the Redskins done? And uh, do you think Alex Smith's value is down because of his age and the nature of the injury? The He's Reds- 33. So the Redskins aren't done because the Cowboys and the Eagles and even the Giants, who are only two games back, they're they they're all where they are for a reason. They're not they're not able to just win games like like it's nothing. Like you know they're, they're not able to do Rams, Chiefs, Breeze, or Saints things. You know, like so they're all there for a reason. So all of these teams, even though Alex Smith is out, have still lost games for reasons, and the Chiefs have still won games for reasons more than just Alex Smith. I mean, I think they have a, a good front seven. I think their secondary isn't terrible. They've got, you know, a very high IQ runner that still has some stuff left in the tank. Um, the problem is, and what the, the Redskins are really going to face now, is that when you have such an accurate and careful and good decision-making high IQ quarterback like Alex Smith, you can afford to not have talent at the receiver position as much. 
But now that you're inserting a backup into that role, even though they did sign Mark Sanchez, you need you need you need talent at the wide receiver position, which they don't have. And they right, they don't have it. So it's going to be a very ground and pound defensive, even more ugly game type of thing that the Redskins are going to try to do, and they're going to really work the home field advantage the best they can. But I don't think he loses value um, because he was never really a mobile quarterback. He's he's always been a mobile behind the sticks kind of guy. He could be mobile. Right, he's mobile behind the sticks. Yeah. He, he he's good at sliding. He's good at moving with his keeping his feet active to get out of bad situations. But he's not a runner, so it's not like when his leg is healed, it's going to affect his ability to move the chains with his legs. That wasn't really him. It hasn't been him since San Fran. So I don't think it really decreases his value. I just think that given his age and whatnot, I think that the Redskins might decide to look this year in the draft at his replacement. They they could definitely be looking to draft because the winner of that division is still going to have a good draft pick. Yeah. Well, well, no. If you win, they make the play. They'll be in the mid twenties. Isn't it? That's the whole thing. The whole thing's not off record. It's if off you, record, isn't it? But if you make the playoffs, you go to the the bottom. No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with the playoffs. It has all to do with your record. I thought the last two teams. I thought the, the two teams that make it to the Super Bowl are the only teams that were guaranteed the last two spots. Well, it kind of, it kind of works its way back by how you see it. But I guess what you're saying is, if if a team were to win the division at nine and seven or whatever, it wouldn't necessarily so mean. So even if the Redskins make the playoffs, there's a pretty good chance they're going to have the twentieth pick. Twelve teams make the playoffs. They'll probably have the worst record out of all of them, yeah. and they're going to face a first round exit. And barring more, something more incredible, they're going to face a first round exit, and they'll probably have the worst record out of all the teams that make the playoffs, because they're going to lose games without Alex Smith. They're going to lose games, and the two teams, you know, at least one of the teams in the NFC that makes the wild card spot, whether it's the Vikings, Panthers, Seahawks, or Packers, are going to have a better record than that. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's a like I said, there's a very good chance that they get the twentieth pick, which is still a good pick. Any first round pick is still a good pick. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why John Gruden is so upset that the Bears keep winning. Because that first pick is going from what everyone thought might be like a 11th pick to maybe like a low 20s. Yeah. All right, here we go. What's more likely, Ovechkin scored or Craig Anderson winning the Vizina? More of a Paul question, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, can you say it again? Sure. What's more likely, Ovechkin's entire season... Or Craig Anderson winning the Vizina? It's more likely. Which is more likely to happen? Craig Anderson winning the Vizina trophy. Then a veteran saying it both. So you're saying a veteran's more likely to jump up and being a high scoring leader? In scoring or goals? Uh, I guess goals. Goals scored is what I had written. If it's goals, then Vizina trophy. If it's the scoring one, I'll leave it to Ovechkin to stay fourth. Because, I mean, Ovechkin can do everything, but Ovechkin's a goal scorer more than an assist. Disher, I mean, yeah, that's what I've. And there's a few players right now that are just fighting it up, especially the two kids from Colorado. Ovechkin, much like Crosby, much like Kane, they they stay consistent all year round. These guys might be putting up two points a game, but they're probably not going to do that for 82 games. Ovechkin's going to score a goal every other game. Ovechkin's going to get to 40 goals again. That's what he does. To, be, before you ask the next one, to sure. bounce back to the NFL draft thing, um, all the teams that miss the playoffs get placed in order from lowest to highest winning percentage. Then teams eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, lowest 
winning percentage. Is right, so worst case scenario is they'll, if they make the playoffs, they'll have the 20th pick. They'd probably. be somewhere in the 20s, yeah. They'd probably be 20. 20, 21 the worst. But still. Yeah. And the thing is, is they've got, you know, I mean, realistically, if they wanted to, they could trade away to get the quarterback they want. Which I don't think they would do because I don't really think it's that heavy. I, I don't think no. they're they're going to be super desperate to move on from Smith either. I mean, they brought him in. They gave him a lot of money. He, he got hurt, but honestly, I what wouldn't, if he retires? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Winston ended up there, and they made him made him and Smith compete for a backup job. Here's the deal: you either have a really you have a young mobile quarterback in a new system, and you might be able to figure out what you got with him, or you have Winston win the starting job and a really good mentor behind him. Because if there's anything that Jameis Winston needs, it's accuracy help. Yeah, and hey, if there's listen. anybody that can give it to him, <laughs> it's it, Alex. Throw Hunt. it to our guys. <laughs> yeah, you see those guys in the white jerseys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our guys wear maroon. <laughs> oh shit, that's us. <laughs> I thought this was scrimmage. Fuck, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. Gives it the Jared Smith face, like <laughs> the Henny face. I yeah. really tried to throw those balls to them. <laughs> can I tell? During the Giants Bucks game, I, I don't know who the announcing crew was for that game, but. One of the guys said that they're like someone should really tell these Bucks quarterbacks throw it to the guys in the white jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So not an exact replica. Not, and I don't mean it, we're looking for something that's going to be just like it was. Are we poised for the Red Sox Yankee rivalry of old the next couple seasons? No, I think so. No, I don't think it's going to be as physical. Oh no! It won't be. Fit. I mean, I think it's, it's different now. We're but. gonna. I think we're gonna see great baseball from the two teams, but I don't think that like that mid two thousands, early early to mid two thousands rivalry will right. ever be so will ever happen again. That's, no, like, that's I, what I, agree. I was saying. That's why I'm not by exact replica. But so let's switch gears a little bit. How how long do you think a rivalry that we're foreseeing? How long will that last? Two years. At a minimum, two. If the Red Sox spend the money. Five to six. But I, I don't think the Red Sox are going to spend the money to keep the core players that they have now. At least not all of them. I don't think they can. Listen, Yankees, Red Sox, and we can now say the Dodgers. The luxury tax means nothing. If they're spending money, they're spending money. Right, get that. But I'm just saying. They can. About... I understand why they won't, but they can. The same thing, like, we're, we're going to see the Yankees spend a ton of money this offseason. It's going to happen. The luxury tax doesn't matter to these teams because... Yeah, but they're going to have to make sacrifices. They sneeze and they blow out that money. Rationally, yes, you're right. But but these are the two teams, at least the top two... Would you pay the luxury tax for a shot at the championship series? Yes, done. But, I mean, it would be more than one. You could talk the next three, four. Because you got to think about it this way. They, they pay JD, okay? Yeah. So now... After this year, you have to make a decision. Oh, I to make to for Bogart, Betts, and Sale. You're Kyle. Listen, you're absolutely right. I'm not arguing with you. What I'm telling you to the Yankees, Red Sox, and we've seen it with the Dut, that the money doesn't matter. They will overspend and go over the luxury tax and pay the fine to win championships. I get that, but in my opinion, I don't think they have enough money to make all three of them happy. So one of them, or maybe even two of them, will walk. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Even, <laughs> like, like Nathan Avaldi, who was the who was a hero in the, in the World Series, can walk. I think all the I think all the Yankees and Red Sox should go to the Nationals and the Braves. Gross. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> or actually, if they all just go to the Braves, that'd be fine. <laughs> 
96 Braves. I think, I think we send Stanton, Judge, Betts, Bogarts, and Sale to the Braves. Tell you though, shout out Mookie Betts. First player ever to win MVP, Gold Glove, and Silver Slugger in the same season. That, and probably be the one that they signed last. Yeah, probably. Bogarts will go first, then Sale, then, then Betts. <laughs> uh, I have one. Okay, I, I have one more question. But... All right, well, you do yours. Okay. What's the most Dick. surprising thing Dick. from the NFL this past Dick. weekend that you've seen? The Steelers came back against the Jaguars. They looked so yeah, bad. Yeah, but I don't want to say it's the most surprising because you guys have done that before. You do it every season. Every season you do it, Kyle. Don't don't try to play I get it down. That, but like being down sixty nothing to a team that completely dominated you the entire game. Yeah, but they're they're and, three. And the but they're three and seven seasons, for really. a reason. But they're three and seven for a reason. That's the thing. If they were six and three, and then you did that, I would be much more surprised than if they were three and six when you did it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you that they. They. It was a, definitely a shock, but it wasn't like it was a shock for a game. It wasn't a shock like I can't believe the Steelers put up 18 points in three minutes against a team that's not even close to as good as they've been this, for the past. This two is years. a team the Steelers should have beaten, and and we see this with the Steelers all the time. They play down. Yeah, they should have lost the game, and it's surprising that they they won. But it's like I said, it just doesn't have the same wow factor because it's. A team that should have won, and the team that we know can put up those points in that time frame against a team that's playing very, very below expectations and a defense that has not been good this year. Or as good this year, I should say. They're still statistically number one. My, but. Uh, my surprise of this past week was T.Y. Hilton. And it's only because the last few weeks, it seems like luck has only looked at tight ends. I mean, we saw Eric Ebron go on a tear where he was scoring two touchdowns a game for like three, four weeks. It was, it was unbelievable. But, um, you know, we saw Luck go back to his primary target in Hilton. Hopefully they keep that going because, you know, a couple years ago, that was that was the duo to beat. Mine's a tie between the Cowboys beating the Falcons. Ah, fuck you, Atlanta. Um, I just, you know, Atlanta's got a lot of firepower. Not that Dallas' defense is a slouch, but it's it, it's not terrible, but it's not the best. Um, it's about higher end, middle of the pack, I would say. Um. But, you know, they just they, they came to play, and they played well, and offensively they, they did the right things and took care of the ball for the most part. And uh, the other one would probably just be that, you know, nobody in the AFC East lost this week. <laughs> That's funny. That really tickled Kettle's pickle. <laughs> I did. I like that. Mass, do you have run buys. most surprising thing in the NFL this week? I was going to have a drink of water for this one. Yeah. Got a really uh, quenches thirst here. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Do you have one? If I had to... No, in the mic, in the mic, in the mic. It's there for a reason, guy. <laughs> if I had to pick a thing that was most surprising, I don't know what it would be. Give me a second. <laughs> we don't have a second. We're going to break. All right, go to break. <laughs> All right, he'll I'll just say... When we get back. He'll just say the Bears beating the Vikings. That... Is most surprising. Uh, yeah, so when we come back, we're going to have Riddler's rankings. Hopefully one of these guys has a topic ready. We're also going to do... Uh, I don't know what we're doing next hour. Souls, do you know? No, I thought, I thought this was going to take a lot longer. Well, let's do more hot takes. We got more. About, uh, yeah, I, mean, I like the hot takes. Going. It creates discussion. So we'll do some more hot takes, and uh, if anybody thinks of anything on the break they want to talk about, we'll talk about it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Yeah.
And now, back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by people on the PPRN Radio Network. No good people. I'm no good. Mark's no good. So is Zarin, though. You know, that was uncalled for. I threw myself in the list as no good. stupid Mike Wallace jersey. It's not stupid. It was great when he was there. No, it's pretty <laughs> stupid now. You know, Souls, you are such a You know, dick. Kendall, I, I thought, I sent you a great photo on Instagram the other day, and I thought it was going to get a much better reaction. Where's he play, by the way? <laughs> Eagles. Mike Wallace? He's on the I Eagles and he's hurt. Oh, I don't understand I either, Siri. But uh, I found a picture on Instagram. Shout out, Siri. It was Jeff Fisher wearing like a throwback like Houston yeah, Oilers I, shirt. Kendall just likes it. I, like, I liked it. Well, it was it was in a thread of ten thousand things. Jmart. Yeah, all the time. Always replies oh, to this is funny. Wait, who's that? Shout out, Jmart. It was in a thread of ten thousand other comments. Those are direct messages. Yeah. Could have texted me privately. <laughs> I'll remember that next time. <laughs> Too bad there won't be a next time now. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys saw the picture I sent in our group text. The Ben Roethlisberger quote. I didn't oh, like that. That was hilarious. I saw it when I was going to do an account today, so I didn't get a chance to apply. <laughs> I missed I it. What was it? Yeah. He married that girl. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. Thank you. I want to read it word for word, so I don't, I don't uh, screw it up here. Is uh. so, that true, though? Did he actually say I that? I think he said after the game. So they asked Ben Roethlisberger about his game-winning one-yard touchdown run. He said, I never take no for an answer when forcing things into places they don't belong. He can't have Go! Said that. He said it. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> so I don't know if he actually. The said law that. officers of it's NFL. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report comes up with its friend. crap sometimes. Hey, Bleacher Report posted a really good title to an article last night that Souls and I were reading when LeBron dropped fifty-one and it said Bron drops a fifty burger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that sounds like Bleacher Report. Hey, Matt, wrote that? that microphone. Good for them. Um, all right, definitely sounds like Bleacher Report. Machine came up with the topic today. We asked Mr. Paul to name, in his opinion, the top five quarterbacks of this season. Top five. Five to one. Five. See, I'm really struggling with five. I'm torn between four people. Are the other four or the other five? <laughs> um, so at number five, I'm torn between... We'll do, we'll do a table vote on this one, okay? For number five, okay? So number five... I'm torn between Aaron Rodgers, Mitchell Trubisky, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, I had totally forgot. All right, fuck all those guys. They all suck ass. Number five is Phillip Rivers. Uh, completely forgot about him. Uh, so Phillip Rivers, number five. Uh, Andrew Luck at number four. Um, Jared Goff at number three. Patrick Mahomes at number two. Drew Brez at number one. I think that's accurate. I like it. Yeah, I like it. You don't need any explanations. We all know. <laughs> I got completely forgot about Rivers. I'm sitting here I'm like, God, I feel like you're the rest of the NFL I'm here, in I'm that like, case. It's like, I'm like, it's between Rodgers, Trubisky, uh, Roethlisberger, and um, uh, Newton. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't figure out which one it's going to be. And I'm starting to name one, and I'm sitting here going through my head. I'm like, okay, so it's not Mahomes. It's not Trubisky. So it's like, okay, well, we got Mahomes. We got Goff. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, wait, Rivers is doing I'm like, wait a minute, fuck that, Rivers. Rivers <laughs> is doing better than all four of those people. <laughs> so there you go, Riddler's rankings. <coughs> Riddler's. Now that's rank. <laughs> so, so I have a question to propose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Massey, right over there? I have a hot take first, <laughs> no. though. Uh, 
Right now, Matt Patrick Mahomes is far better, but in terms of a career, Baker Mayfield would be the better quarterback. Yes. Ooh. Wrong. My opinion is because Mahomes has way better weapons and pieces around him to make But it. career, though. Career. Though he's uh, not going to have those weapons for his career. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. They're, they're going to have to. I don't think the Browns are going to draft well around him. So I don't you think, think it, the Chiefs are just going to be like, eh, fuck a defense. They've We're just already been drafting Mahomes. I don't think it's Mayf- working. I honestly don't think Mayfield stays a Brown forever. So then he's going to go somewhere where there's weapons. I think Mahomes has a better career. Better arm. More accuracy. Right. Fair. That's fair. It's a hot take for a reason. What's your question, Kyle? Well, anybody else? Like, well, I mean, if, if Mayfield's going to be better. If Mayfield stays in the Browns, then no. Because the Browns are a doomed franchise like the Lions. So, mm. But if Mayfield goes elsewhere, I think absolutely. I think, I, I think the Browns can draft, well, can and will draft pieces. They have, what's his name? I can always never remember his fucking name Beach. in the Browns. John Dorsey? Dorsey, Dorsey is an amazing drafter. He's already, I mean, you look at, everyone booed his draft picks this year. Doing Ward and Chubb. Everyone was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And now they're like, yeah, we suck as fans. You're the best. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Because um, those fucking three draft picks are lighting it up. I, th- I think Mahomes is going to have the better career, personally. I don't. I think he's going to get shot. I'd love to see them just have a rivalry throughout their career. They both just suck. That's fine. Who sucks more? <laughs> Hopefully, Mayfield. Who sucks more if Mayfield goes to the Cardinals and Mahomes goes to the Ravens? Mahomes sucks more. <laughs> right. You homer. You wait till Manziel comes back and hits him with the chair <laughs> and takes the right. title. This is oh, what the hell? An interesting... <laughs> oh, go ahead. I just have one more. This isn't a hot take. This is just like a shit, stupid question that would never happen in a million years, but I just would love to get yours and Kendall's take on it. Would... What would you do if you woke up in the middle of the offseason, right? Just some day in June or something like that, and you just see a report. In humongous blockbuster trades... Breeze to the Browns, Brady to the Ravens, and Rodgers to the Bengals. Be upset for about two years, and then I'll be. Would good. you? Would would you? Would you be like, okay, we still got this, or would you be like, fuck, fuck? I give the season, and then I might move to Canada for a while. Get that ball. Sorry. <laughs> could you? Could you assume microphone in front of you? <laughs> could, you could you assume identity as a, as a Patriots fan at that point? Assume, could you be a Patriots fan at that point? Like, like verbally, we all know you secretly are. Nah, I, I, I don't think I'll ever like the Patriots verbally. You liar! Like out loud, we know mm-hmm. you like them. Kendall will, like them. Kendall will buy. Now, we know you like them because we know that you think that Belichick's a great head coach, and you think that they run a great offense. Yeah, oh, don't interrupt me. I'm coach. not done. And you think that Brady is a great quarterback? Arguably, I'm not going to say you're saying he's the greatest, but you, you can agree he's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. I do think those things. And I think that you know good football when you see it, and you've seen it for 18 straight years. And I think that you, as a slave to the NFL, as you so often put it, have to admire the Patriots. They are and the that's the first step towards fandom. Belichick is the greatest coach in history. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in history. I, I disagree with both those statements. However, I acknowledge Nah, Belichick's the greatest, the greatest coach in history. You know, I have a lot of good things to say about Don Shula. Okay, that's great. Why? Well, as a coach for you know, he won one Super Bowl. 30, 30 plus years, but he, he was but he won co- one Super Bowl and he had one undefeated he, season. He was a coach in the pre-modern NFL era, like before oh, it's okay. structured in. But... And he, he, it was great then, and it's a shame that a lot of those stats, because of the way NFL so is, do you the football think is that now. Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. 
But it's, but it's different. Do you think Michael Jordan's better than LeBron? I do, but I it's different. Do you think Michael Jordan's I, better than LeBron? You just said yes. I do think okay, Michael well, Jordan's that, better. Then, but then at least he's consistent. But the thing I'm is... I'm just saying, at least you're consistent. The, the leagues are different in, in, in structure. Um, they, they, there was a period of time where the AFL and NFL were separated. It, it, it's different. It's the, the NBA has been the NBA with the exception of... Well, I mean, there was the ABA for a long time. So there like, was? No. And Julius Irving owned the ABA. Yeah, so, all right. Who did? You can take some private sec. Oh. Move on, sir. All right. No, you no, said the no, NBA has been the NBA. It was the ABA. The score NBA. update. No, 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 no. You've score never update. seen Semi-Pro, apparently. I have score seen update. Semi-Pro. Well, then you should That's know that. It's a fictional movie. Score update. Aaron Donald's trip sack for a touchdown. 22-17. Sick. But here's a better question for everyone to answer. Right. Oh, I have another question. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Souls. You did so, the upper lip shrug. I was sad. <laughs> he did this. As of right now, okay, the MVP in the NBA would be Joel Embiid. True or false? I would not say no to that. He's averaging like 30 points and like 10 plus rebounds. Not averaging, he's having like 22, 24 points. 10 plus rebounds. Hmm. Name a player right now that's doing better than him. Kyle, listen, I'm, I'm Rolodexing through my vast knowledge of NBA <laughs> players. So just give me a second. Well, the Sixers are now on a three game winning streak. Okay. It's not all to do with Jimmy Butler. It's not. Joel Embiid has been playing this well since the beginning of the year. He's honestly taking the game and making it. He, he's taking this city and his team and this team and making it his own. He's doing more than Steph Curry. He's doing more than LeBron James. He is the reason why the Sixers are playing well, ba- pretty good basketball right now. Giannis. Yes, but. Giannis. <laughs> you, you told me to give you an argument. Giannis is averaging 26 points a game, 13 rebounds, just over six assists, and almost two blocks. But and Bede's not averaging those numbers. They're starting to lose. Okay. So they're starting to lose, but they still have a good record, and he's playing better than Embiid. I disagree. Why? <laughs> he's got better stats. Embiid's a better defensive player. Okay. So he's got, what, more steals? More blocks. Okay. He's not averaging more assists. He's not averaging more rebounds. But he's a center. And Giannis brings up the ball. Giannis is basically their point guard. Okay, but Giannis... So he, but he's Gi- expected to have but, more assists. Okay, okay, so, okay. so But then Giannis is a three who's averaging 13 boards a game and a three who's averaging two blocks a game. And Giannis can't do all the shit that Embiid does. Like, shoot the fucking ball. Kyle, I understand that. You told me to give you an argument to somebody who's playing better. Statistically, Giannis is playing better than Joel Embiid. Real quick, George Hallis is better than Bill Belichick, win-wise and winning percentage. Just saying. Okay, move, continue. <laughs> George I mean, Hallis has no can, Super Bowl rings. Without Kyle pre, jumping on me here. Pre-Super Bowl era. Can, can a case be made for Anthony Davis? No. Can. Well, that's a yes and a no. But I mean, he's averaging 27.5 a game, 12.7 rebounds, and... Five assists. He also plays on a team where everything revolves around him, which makes him the most valuable player. Yes. Yes. And yes. I also think <laughs> I also think Lillard is is in even comparison with Joel Embiid for MVP title. Lillard's averaging almost twenty seven points a game, which is a lot for him. But would Would you say it's not if they named Joel Embiid the MVP? Do you think it's bad? The NBA? Well, 
I mean, you can't really ask that question because, I mean, Joel Embiid could tear his ACL tomorrow. So but then, no, yeah, I, that would be very bad. I, I'm saying at the end of the year, full year. If all these players continue to do the things they're doing and they all finish the season with these averages, if this was the end of the season averages, everything we're talking about with uh, Davis and then what LeBron's doing, Curry, you know, I know he's out, but if Curry continues to do Curry things when he's playing, KD, Lillard, all the, and, and Bede and all these players. Um, no, I don't think it would be bad for the NBA. I mean, if anything, I think it would be great for the NBA to give a center the MVP award. However, with that being said, I think because he's a center, he won't get it, even if he's statistically better than everybody else. I just don't think he will, because the NBA shuns centers, just like they just shun running backs. Just last week you said Kawhi. Hmm? Just last week you said Kawhi for MVP. <laughs> well, Kawhi can be MVP, but the thing is, Kawhi's thing on a is, team where his numbers aren't going to shoot out at you. Right. So, And here's the thing. Embiid stands a better chance if they do, in fact, win the one seed. If they win the two seed like you predicted, then no, he won't win MVP. Even if his stats are a point and a half a game better, a rebound better, and maybe a half a block better, he won't win it. Because, And I, and I say that because, yeah, KD and Steph Curry have won it on super teams, but it's when they've... Like, well, no, because that's, that's not true, because KD won it last year, right? Yes. No, who won it last no. year? James Maybe, Harden did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, the years that they've won it, they finished first in the East. Or the West, I mean. Yeah. So, is it fair to say that if the Warriors beat the Rockets out for the number one seed, that either Curry or KD would have won MVP? Is it fair? I mean, Westbrook won it that year, but Westbrook also averaged a triple-double. Yeah. Which is insane. So, stat padding or not, it's... You can you can pat you can fucking pad the stats all you want the last three games of the season. That means at seventy nine games he was averaging a triple double and he just wanted to kind of ensure it. <laughs> all of us would do the same thing. Every single one of us would do the same thing. If you went into your final game of your NFL career knowing it was the last game of your career and you needed five touchdowns to pass the all time touchdown record, you your ass would be thrown fifty five times. Yep. Todd Gurley kneels on his way down. They'd be sitting there, and they'd Chiefs be like, touchdown. okay, hey, how about we're going to uh, second and one? Let's run a uh, an outside zone here. Now nah, I'm thinking all go. <laughs> throw it down the field. <laughs> we're going to kill some clock here. Oh, no, we're the not. Fuck <laughs> we are. Oh, 92 <laughs> points with one minute to go. Come on, I'm, Sean Payton. That's enough time to score three touchdowns in my book. So, anyway. But I think it would be great for the sport. I just, I just don't see him doing it. Do you disagree with it, though? Right now? Yes. I think Giannis is the leader of MVP racing right now. In my opinion. I think in my opinion, if I were to do my MVP rankings right now, top five, it would go Giannis, Lillard, Embiid, LeBron, Davis. That would probably be my MVP race at this point in time. But it's not taking anything away from Embiid. At all. Not not even close. Because the thing is, is if Embiid if they don't finish first. Embiid stands no chance because he's on a superstar team that finished second. Now that they've added Jimmy Butler, they are they are a stacked super team. They are they are a super team. They are. I think it's fair to say the Sixers are a super team now. The Sixers are a super team, and the Warriors are a super team, and that's about it. It's just that the Sixers, the chips aren't in their favor, more so because they're a young super team. But... If we were to sit down right now and rank the top 50 players in the NBA, I think it's fair to say that the Sixers would have three. 
Is that fair to say? Yeah. I think the Sixers would have three. If I did it versus you doing it, Ben Simmons would be in a different ranking. But I think Ben Simmons, but ben Simmons is still that's it. See, I don't even I don't think he'd crack my top twenty five. But he'd still crack my top fifty. Even if it was forty nine. I'm not saying it would be, but even if it was forty nine, he would still be in my top fifty. Just like he'd still be in my top five point guards. Mm, top ten point guards. I don't think he'd crack my top five point guards. I'd like to present an argument. And it's because it came up a couple times. And I'm gonna this is gonna be my new quarterback greatest of all time argument forever. Drew Brees is over Tom Brady, and I don't even think it's close. See, not to deter your argument, but everyone likes to talk about Aaron Rodgers as the GOAT. When did he even pass Brees? I'm Bre- sorry. Brees is never in the talk. But, and I understand not, that, but when did he ever pass Brees? What does Aaron Rodgers have over Drew Brees? I think Aaron Rodgers is the most skilled quarterback in the NFL. He's but it doesn't mean you're the best. No. It doesn't mean you're the best. Well, Barry Sanders might have been the most skilled running back of all time. He will never be considered the best running back of all time. Not by, not by ten years. But it that doesn't matter. It, he only played ten years because he couldn't. They didn't win. So if the Lions made the postseason five out of those ten years, Barry Sanders would have played longer. He retired because he was tired of losing, but he didn't want to leave Detroit. So because gonna, back then loyalty mattered. I'm going to throw some numbers now. Breeze started as a starter in 2002. Brady and Brady in 2001. Now Breeze career. Has seventy three thousand four hundred and nine passing yards to five hundred and thirteen touchdowns, sixty seven point three percent completion percentage. That's across his career. Tom Brady. I scroll over. Oh, lost the spot. Sixty four percent completion, so about the same. Sixty eight thousand nine hundred and seven yards to five hundred and five touchdowns. That's with him having a full season as a starter. Ahead of Breeze, with he lost a year to ACL though. Don't he lost the year, but he also had Hall of Fame receivers, Pro Bowl receivers. He's had better defenses to keep them in games. Talking about Brady? Yes. Well, hold on, because even if Jeff was here, I know he'll argue me on it because it was the reason the defense was so good. The, the The Saints' defense that won the Super Bowl was very the year good. they won the Super Bowl, but they, they were very I agree. good. And the Patriots' defense was only very good. The first Super Bowl they won. Now, I granted, I know it was three, but I don't think, granted, I, and I hate this because it's statistics, but statistics lie, and everyone knows that. We talked about it earlier with the Bengals. The Bengals statistically are a bottom five defense, but they're not a bottom five defense. They just have been shitty this year, and <laughs> but they, they're, they're not a bottom five defense, just like the Giants aren't a bottom five defense. I don't know if they are statistically or not, so. but the, the, they still have really good defensive players. Yes. It's just everyone's kind of in a shithole right now on the Giants you know it so for me it's like the Patriots when they beat the um when they beat the Falcons and when they beat the Seahawks they might have had statistically a top five defense those years but they weren't they weren't the fifth even the fifth best defense in the league they weren't and so I'm not I'm not trying to argue for Brady over Breeze that's not the point I'm just saying that, like, like a lot of people, and I've heard it from people besides Jeff, that, like, oh, the reason the defense was so good is because they just came up with, like, just, like, out-of-nowhere turnovers. But it's like, the defense was really good. Defense was good. That defense was very good. I mean, good. To your, it was. To your point, the first no three No team singles. is making – and this is why, like, the Red Baron will always kind of see eye-to-eye with me when it comes to football, is we have seen multiple times, look at the 06 Bears, 
that team went to the Super Bowl because of its defense. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks. When have we ever seen a team go to the Super Bowl because of its offense? We haven't. Uh, Peyton Manning. Well, and and the no, but the they still had a still good defense. Good. That defense was still phenomenal. Yeah. The, the offense just laid a goose egg against the Seahawks. It's not like the Seahawks put up 35 points on the defense. The offense <laughs> just played like garbage. I mean, when have you ever seen a team make Buffalo? it to the Super Bowl just on their offense only? They, like, when have you ever seen a team finish top ten, top five in offense, bottom ten in defense? In recent memory, at least. No. There's a reason why every dad in the armchair says defense wins championships. <laughs> because it's true. Well, maybe, that, Link. maybe that Colts yeah. team, but maybe about it. But you know what's funny about what that about Colts Buffalo? team? I don't remember that Colts team was that, very that, good defensively. That Colts team turned their season around. They, were, they were, couldn't stop the run, and then they... Out of nowhere, you know, they got it together. That Colts team was very good defensively. Bob Sanders, baby. The reason why I believe that they say Brady is better is because of the ring. But that's the thing. That's not just him. I get it. But in, until Breeze can win that second Super Bowl ring, Brady will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. It's like the Eli thing. I know. I, I understand the ring argument. But... Until last season, Breeze didn't have a Pro Bowl receiver. It didn't matter. That, How does that not matter? It doesn't matter for two reasons. One, the Pro Bowl's a joke. But even still. The Pro Bowl's a joke. All Pro and, Receiver, then. And two, that's just a fun way to say Pro Bowl receiver. Um, and two, it's just, be, and honestly, I'd have to go back and look at the sets because I don't know who every year. I, I just think every year that Mar- Marquise Colson put up an amazing year, there were just other receivers that put up amazing years. Which it's, is, Chris Colson put up a thousand yards every single year he played with Breeze. Exactly, it, it, but it's just it, it, so. But the the Pro Bowl is always it's around popularity vote vote. So like you know receivers like Julio Jones, Antonio Brown are always going to get those votes in, even if they have bad years. Antonio Brown can finish eight hundred receiving yards, and he's still going to get a Pro Bowl. He's still probably going to get a Pro Bowl bid. But then, and then the rest of them go to people that are surprisingly doing it. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at someone like, I bet you Allen Robinson's going to have a lot of votes this year because the Bears are doing so well. He's not necessarily doing phenomenal as a receiver because Trubisky spreads the ball around. But I bet you Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel each get a respectable amount of votes <coughs> considering what they have statistic-wise. Marquise Colson was consistently I, out of the discussion as the best receiver I of the agree. year. That's what it was. I agree That's why you, he didn't get the Pro Bowl bid. Honestly, that's really what it is. He was consistently... The fourth best receiver every year. I agree. To defend what Mark is trying to say, I guess, you know, it was very significant that have Randy Moss have an amazing year and Wes Welker to also have an amazing year. Yeah. During that, 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 but that period of time. Brady the reason why they had those amazing years. Well, he's part of the reason. You know, because think about it. When Randy Moss left Minnesota, he was nothing. I don't think he was. a bad Oakland team. He, the Oakland well, team was exactly. bad, but he wasn't, he wasn't he necessarily wasn't good a without dud. A quarterback. No receiver is good without a quarterback. He so in order for Randy Moss to rejuvenate his career, he needed a quarterback. I'm sorry, he went to the Patriots and he benefited yeah, and from Brady. Of course, of course that's true, but he, he, he wasn't like the worst wide receiver. No, good quarterback make receivers. Wes Walker, oh. fucking trash in Miami. Not trash. He, he was trash. He was a special teamer he would, primarily. Exactly. Special teamer. Nothing. Okay, well, that's that's on the coaching. Then, then he became a pro bowl receiver in New England. Here's the that's deal. because of Tom Brady. That's because of the coaching. He, he didn't have... No, it's not because of the coaching, Kendall. It's because he it is the greatest quarterback. So well, no, <laughs> because I agree with Kyle 100%. Uh, Tom, and I hate the term, and this isn't a shot, but like you throw it around a lot, Machine. 
everybody's a system quarterback. Everybody's a system player. Every single person is a system athlete. They just are. There's, there's no. I mean, how many, how many NFL players can you name right now that have been that have played for more than two teams that have been lights out on all those teams? Drew Brees. More than two teams. Uh, he was lights out for the Chargers. And he, wasn't, yeah, he wasn't lights out for the Chargers. The only person I can think of that's been lights out for more than one team, absolutely lights out for more than one team, is Peyton Manning. Yeah. Over the since two thousand. Name me another one. You can't. Tomlinson sucked as a Jet. I mean, all these play like none of these other players have done it. Manning is the only one I can legitimately argue for being lights out in more than one system. And the reason that I think Peyton Manning was so successful in Denver was because his head coaching for the majority of his time there, including his record-setting offense, was a coach that was like, hey, you know what the fuck you're doing. I'm going to go ahead and let you pretty much be the offensive coordinator. I'm going to take care of the defense. I agree And Peyton Manning was able to do his thing. And Peyton Manning had weapons, which helped. I agree with you saying, but but for the sake of having a radio show and doing this conversation, is Terrell Owens worth a guy playing for three teams that has been somewhat lights out? Cowboys, Eagles, San Fran? But he wasn't really lights out for Philadelphia. Yeah, he was. He a had very one good, good year. One good year in Philadelphia. He got hurt though. Yes, but then as soon. But it doesn't matter what prevented you from being lights out. You weren't lights out. He was lights out. He was up lights until out in the Forty Nine er. Here's the. Th- I'll give you this. Terrell Owens was arguably the best receiver in the league every year. He was in San Fran. He was a consistent fourth to fifth best receiver in the league for Dallas. Maybe third. I'll give you third. Here's my other argument, all right? And I know I've said it before, and you guys are going to argue me. The year Brady went down with the ACL, Matt Castle led the Patriots to an 11-5 season. Missed the playoffs, but 11-5. Right now, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, what happens to the Packers? Oh, they fumble, or they just drop the season. If it's Drew over. Brees goes down, what happens to the Taysom Saints? Taysom Hill comes in and they destroy. They win the Super Bowl. That, that, to me, is the difference. Tom Brady has gone down, and that team still wins games. One time, Tom Brady has gone down. Okay. But think about it. Think about it this way. Okay. But it was more than one time. When he was okay. suspended the four, they won three But they games. had Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo just got a $100 million deal because okay. he's a good quarterback. Matt Unproven. Castle, that year, nobody knew who, who the fuck he was, okay? Wrong or right? Okay. Okay. Well, so, nobody prepared for him. Everybody said, you know what? We're going to go to New England. We're going to expect to beat them. Supporting argument so, for that. So that happened Sup- for no, a no, whole no. season. Yeah, Supporting because- argument for that. Deshaun Watson all last year. Nobody could fucking stop the kid because they weren't prepared for it. Matt Castle in New England was that type of player that everyone everyone thought, you know what, Brady's down? We don't got to worry about New England. And I guarantee that's how everybody thought because everybody was so worried I, about Brady. I don't, I don't buy that for a whole season. I do because... Three weeks, mate, I don't buy that for a whole also, season. Also, you got to think about it this way. New England played... Six games against three really bad fucking football teams. Miami, New York. God, they lost the division that year. So one of those, I, I forget who won it that the year. Jets. But they weren't and a good they football the team. They, 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 okay. they lost to the Steelers who lost to the Packers that year. Yeah. But another reason. This is if a, Brady goes down, that someone fills the spot and they no, still win their games. Season's over. This year, not, their season's over. This year, yeah, because Brady's that important. Who has who does Brady have around him? He has Gordon. Okay, eh. he has Edelman. It's been pretty good this year. I mean, Gronkowski hasn't fucking been there for four games, and he's still winning them games. 
Tom Brady is winning them games. That offense is not winning them games. Tom Brady is winning them games. They went this way. Ryan Switzer, okay? Tom Brady has like one touchdown in the last four weeks. Okay, I get that. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Ryan Switzer, okay? It's the opposite play out. Has been a stealer for this year. He was traded from the Raiders and well, the Cowboys. Another thing I'd like to throw into the argument, not to interrupt the crowd, but the thing is, I understand what Mock's saying that Matt Castle came in in one game, but Matt Castle that year also had four running backs that went over 300 yards rushing, which is a huge fucking deal to do that. I'm sorry, it is. Especially when you consider it's 700, 500, 300, or 400, and 300. That's a lot of rushing yards from four guys. If you put four guys on the field, I guarantee you Detroit's not going to do that this year. And they're putting four fucking guys on the field. And then on top of it, they still had Wes Welker and Randy Moss. And I don't care if Randy Moss sucked after he left Minnesota or not. Randy Moss was still Randy Moss, and Wes Welker was still Wes Welker. It doesn't matter who's throwing the football. Wes Welker is the safety blanket for any quarterback. Yeah. And Kyle, real quick, just to argue with you, in the Dolphins, he couldn't buy a job there. Listen to the receivers at the exactly time. Exactly because he wasn't that good. Kyle, he wouldn't have had a starting job. The, the receivers were just too good. He wouldn't He wouldn't match up. I mean, you know, say what you want about David Boston, but, you know, Marty Booker, Chris Chambers, you know, I'm Randy McMichaels. Anything, and I'm all not going to take anything away from Bill Belichick's coaching. I think that, yes, I, I don't think Tom Brady would have as many Super Bowl rings without Belichick's coaching. I think that the, you could those say first. the opposite the other way, too, though. And I 100% agree. I don't think that Belichick would have as many rings without ba- without Brady. End of story. I, I don't I don't think there's anybody at this table that can honestly say that there either one would have as many rings without the other. Mutually but exclusive. With that, but with that being said, the system is everything. It's everything. Eli Manning has not been the same Eli Manning since Tom Coughlin left. No, you're right. He's a system of Tom Coughlin's team. Jim McMahon was a system of Mike Ditka's team. Jim McMahon is a legitimate quarterback talked about as the greatest Chicago Bears quarterback of all time. Because of a 1985 season. Soon to be toppled. But I'm just saying, but like, but like, all the, everybody's a system quarterback. Every single person. Roethlisberger is bred up from a great system, and a great system was handed to Tomlin. And then Tomlin held on to that system for years. And he drafted well off time. And they've always been a good but I'm saying, but like like it's just, it's always a system. Like they also pick up all pro. It's just it's just garbage, a ma- so. the, the reason this debate always happens is because where have we ever seen the only other argument you can ever see is in basketball with Jordan and Phil Jackson. Other than that, can you can you think of any like when have when have you ever seen any other time in NFL the greatest head coach of all time and the greatest quarterback of all time being together. Never. I mean, you brought up George Hallis. Sid Luckman's not the best quarterback of all time. Uh, well, listen, Washington, the, the, the reason Montana? I ever make these arguments no. is just because of the significance of the, only, the difference the only, of the, the way the cor- sport was. The old what? Well, I just mean it's just a totally different and like the the Bears were great. Now George Hallis coached for forty years. Okay. But I'm just saying, it's significant. They won six championships at the time. It's eight. Okay, but, but they never won a Super Bowl. But it's it's just different. It's just I mean, it's it's being the best at that time. There was no Super Bowl I'm to say win. This. I'm just saying. It. I'm yeah, going to say this. That, but it, but it's so. So then, if you want to go off that argument that it was different, then that means if you want to break it down, that means that Otto Graham and Johnny Unitas are lights out 100 percent better than Breeze. 
and Montana I'm and s- Marino. I'm not saying the lights are better, but I'm saying they that, are though. But, but the, the thing, it's a different, it's a different game. And Johnny Unitas was doing then what Joe Montana was doing in the '90s because that in, a, in a game era. that was 100 percent defensive and, and running. Because the game was different, it's worth to have them in sort of a conversation with guys who have played now. I guess is what I'm I understand trying to that, say. But, and I'm saying in a league, even if you want, even Dan Marino in a league that was so defensive and run heavy, Dan Marino was putting up numbers that still to this day compete with people like Brady Manning and Breeze. So Dan Marino's got to be the best of all best of all time. He he's another one that should be in the conversation, and he is. The Dan Marino is in the discussion. He just never had a defense to really back him he, up for him. His to name win a never Super comes Bowl. up because he doesn't have the ring. No, I think his I think his name comes up every time I've ever every, any article I've ever read. He's always been top five. Every article I've ever read, it's it's always been the same for top five. It's always been Brady, Manning, Marino, Montana, and then it cycles between Otto Graham, Unitas, Rogers, and Breeze. And Rogers doesn't deserve it. Now, Marino will never get it because of the ring. I agree. Rodgers has the same success resume as Breeze with none of the successful goal achievements. And I understand that Breeze has played longer, but Rodgers isn't going to break those. He's but, just not. But, but Dan Marino also never had the defense, never had the team around him. Marino built, honestly only re- relied on his arm. Honestly, the biggest game Marino ever had since he didn't win a Super Bowl was probably beating the undefeated Bears in 85. So, Marino so got hurt, too. Brady has five rings, right? Yeah. So five rings and eight, eight appearances. Eight appearances. Eight appearances. No so, so if Breeze gets ring number two, that puts him over Brady? Yes. How, how does that make sense? Because Breeze will have... Brady just won two rings by himself. The defense won him the first three rings. I, uh, I the, the first three Super Bowls, I... Give a lot to what Paul was saying about the defense. The the, the ranking of defenses. Yeah, they they were top. They Would were top. Be in the discussion if Sean Payton wasn't his head coach. I don't. I don't. Think I, so. I think it's definitely a mutually exclusive thing, like a Belichick. The only, Brady. Uh, if Drew Brees. This has got to have some weight to this argument. If I'm saying it, the only quarterback we brought up that's in this discussion at all that doesn't have that head coach is Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy is not even ever going to be close to considered the greatest coach of all time or the greatest coach even in his era of coaching. He'll never be cons- – any season, even the season they won the Super Bowl, he wasn't the greatest coach. Not even close. So, but, but I'm saying, so it's like it, it, it comes with – you know, you come with your wins and losses on it. it it's – none of these guys would be what they are without each other, ever. So it's – to me, it's just dumb to say – that Brady's a system quarterback or Belichick, you know, lucked out with Brady being a seventh round pick or, or you keep going through all the sports. I mean, Phil Jackson came in with, you know, a, a Jordan and Pippen combo or, or, you know, the Lakers, the Shaq Kobe combo or Steve Kerr picked up with, you know, all these amazing pieces that the Warriors didn't really realize they had at the time. That's one thing I will always say that is Mark Jackson's team. Yes. Steve Kerr has nothing to do with that team. The only thing Steve Kerr has to do with that team is bringing KD in. Yeah. And I don't think that's him. I think it's... And it's great coaching. He's great. He's a great yeah. in-game coach, but he didn't build that team. My that's team. why Brad Stevens has so much potential to go down as the greatest head coach in NBA history Were you making a time. face for Phil Jackson? I saw you make a face when he said Mark Jackson. Remember. Oh, Phil Jackson. Was <laughs> I think I was watching this. No, I'm sorry. I just I, when you said Mark Jackson, I saw Mark make a face, and I was like, oh, he's thinking Phil Jackson. <laughs> no. I, hate, I, I hate to change the topic in total, but... 
the Golden State Warriors would not be where they were without Phil, without Mark Jackson. Because he's the one that drafted Steph Curry. Bad head coach, great drafter. I don't think he's a bad coach. Mediocre head coach. He didn't have the team. He had Mediocre. Monte Ellis, who was whatever. Mediocre head coach, though. Because here's the deal. You can't throw him into the greatest head coach. You, you couldn't say you'd be a great head coach if your argument is that, well, if they kept him, he, they would have had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Oh, okay. Well, I don't Kyle, say you'd, that. Kyle, you, you'd be a great head coach. I, I don't think an, that, You'd though. be a 70 I think he'd be a head, a great head coach because... When you're done with this discussion, I'm going to jump in on something not related. Because I think that he would he didn't agree with the upper management and what he wanted to do. If he was able to do what he wanted to do, he would have won a championship. Maybe. But, I don't know. It, it, well, it's Jerry West because he has a lot of ring and now he's a clipper. So. It just goes back to, I mean, <laughs> but it's like. I love that Kyle finishes an argument with just some random sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Summing up what I'm saying with. Turkey goes well with gravy, guys. <laughs> Here's the deal, too, for me when it comes to, and it's, it's a hard argument to to be a pro on but versus, versus a con, but the other reason, too, for cementing somebody as, like, Brady as the GOAT, you know, and I, I don't, I, honestly, I haven't really given that enough thought, to be honest with you, because I think he needs to retire before I'm going to really consider him as the greatest of all time or not. I think that needs to be the case with everybody. When LeBron's said and done, I might have a very different opinion on the MJ versus LeBron debate. But so until that time comes, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if Brady's playing the Patriots, the Bills, and the Jets twice every year, because the Dolphins have put together some good seasons in that tenure. They just haven't been better than the Patriots. The Jets have put together some really great, se- a couple great seasons in that time, back-to-back AFC Championship games, and. At the end of the day, the Patriots are always playing a first-place schedule, which means they're always playing the Steelers. They're always playing the best team out of the AFC South, and they're always playing the best team out of the AFC West. And the AFC West is a prime example because the AFC West is always competitive. Every team in that division is always ready to put up a fight, exception of Oakland this year. But look at Denver versus the Chargers this year. This past week, Denver's still putting up a fight every single game. Hey, that case Keenum, but they <laughs> they go, they gotta play a first place schedule every year, and it's not a fluke that they keep clinching home field advantage. And this year is a different case, and probably will be. I don't see them being able to clinch a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They might be able to squeak their way into it too. They might be able to, but they're still gonna have to go more than likely on a, on the road to play a game this this postseason, which. We'll change it. When you consider the fact that they play 16 games every year, and more times than not, they have to play 19 games. Because they usually, I mean, have they ever, since Brady's been around, have they ever had to play a wild card game? I mean, perhaps in his first With Brady, season. with Brady, I mean. Maybe the Not first counting the seasons. Sam Castle year. Not Sam Castle, Matt Castle. I was going to say, wait, who? Sam Castle was a point guard that was very ugly for the Timberwolves and a bunch of other teams. <laughs> that, that's a good question. Gonna, gonna look that up. Post-2004, no. So, regardless, the thing is, is that was a fun it team, doesn't by the matter way. if it's 19 or 20 games. In order to continuously win when the stakes are so high for every game, 
A one-game losing streak in the NFL is more detrimental than a five-game losing streak in the NBA. It just is. And uh, Kyle, could you agree with that or no? Yeah. Maybe right, team, not, not, not any team. I'm saying like a team like the Patriots. The Patriots losing one game, like they did to the Titans. Them losing to the Titans is more detrimental than five than the Sixers losing five straight games. Yes, because I'm sorry. You should have some uh, Thanksgiving shot because the Cubs hiccups. For the Patriots losing that one game, it allowed the Steelers to jump up to second second place. If the Sixers went on a five game losing streak, they they can still easily have the three or four seed. <laughs> also, he's never played in a wild card game. Brady. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I think the three. He's off next week. It's right. The three years they went to the Super Bowl in that that, that span, they, they were the AFC uh, yeah. champs. Well, you got to figure. I mean, against the Giants, the first time they were undefeated. <laughs> so I'm saying, it's like, and I understand that that you know they they laid two goose eggs against not goose eggs, they laid two duds against the Giants, and then they lost to the Eagles. But at the end of the day. We're talking flash, flash. eight for 18, almost 50%. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit who your head coach is or who your weapons are. 50%. Almost 50% Super Bowl appearances for the career, for your whole career. That's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, it's significant. And then you add into it the, the detrimental disaster it is to lose one game in the NFL versus losing games in any other sport. <laughs> That's to me will forever be a huge non-statistical finding, non-factor uh, in arguing for who's the goat in football quarterback history. Um, as, as a quick final thought, is everyone excited for when like the Patriots go four and twelve? As I am. Well, we might have to wait. It's never gonna happen. Oh, it'll happen. I think it will happen, but I just don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. No, no, no. But, like, once Brady and Belichick are gone and that team is just bad for a year, (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. Well, we could all dream. I dream of, you know, those moments. That's going to be when you full-on pledge your allegiance to the Patriots. No one hates the Patriots more than I do. I just, the thing is, you know what? Rex Ryan, mate. You know what, like, a lobotomy is? <laughs> the Patriots have lobotomy, lobotomy, how do you say that? Lobotomized? Lobotomized, that's it. Lobotomy, mate. They've done that to me. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can watch Patriots games now and not be upset anymore, because they've just, they've won so much, and they've won games they shouldn't have won, and that, teams have... You as a Steelers should just hate I them do. But the thing is, I'm immensely. desensitized. I do. I do. Three times now I got to witness them, you know, but it's just the thing is... What's the definition of insanity is, you know, doing things over and over and expecting a different outcome. Say that I'm expecting the Steelers to, you know, finally break through. Because I, of course, I, I wish that. Because I'm a fan. You just got to stick fa- those arms out. I'm a fan. It's just, you know, you, you have to accept what is. And I, 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 my dad watches Patriots game and still is irate every time. And I can't, I can't understand why. Because, like, you've, <laughs> for 20 years now, you've watched this. And it's like, you know what you're going to get out of this team. You know, they're very well coached. You know, they, they, they do a good job in preparation. So why are you going to waste your time getting a, a, upset about something that's going to be... You be happy about the things when the Titans win. That's the things to be to celebrate when the Titans win the surprise game, when the Dolphins pull out the Wildcat and surprise people. <laughs> Those are the things you celebrate. You can't... We can't worry about the Patriots beating the Bills 41 to nothing. It's not worth your time. How, how does anyone get surprised by the Wildcat? Well, it was 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing too is, is I think the Patriots get a lot of flack for 
everything bouncing their way. The the not not refereeing. I mean, like you know, the oh, the ball goes into Edelman's hand. He gets hit, and it bounces four yards forward, and Gronk catches it and runs it in for a touchdown. But it's because the Patriots, because they've been winning for so long, have are always televised, so it's always right. in the media's face. That happens every fucking week. It seems like the Patriots are luckier than they are. What team it's did that happen to like two weeks ago? It happened like two weeks ago. Someone caught the ball. Got fucking drilled, and the oh, ball was, bounced like um, twenty yards uh, down the fucking it was field. Devontae Parker. Yeah, Devontae yeah Parker. That, okay. I mean, that it was wasn't the Patriots. Game. It was uh, but just because the Dolphins. The, I'm saying the Patriots are just on prime time all the time, and they're always so tell because where we live, it's all we ever hear about. It's noticeably more. You're right, Paul. Souls, you all right? You taking a trip to the bathroom? <laughs> you look like you're about to throw yeah. up. <laughs> well, that guy needs hold on, Kyle, 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 real quick, Kyle. Can you beer review real quick? We got to get into beer reviews. A good yeah, one. Pretty good. Could you give a more description than that? Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Juicy. All right. Uh, you know. I guess he didn't read that text. Well, you know, it's kind of about the Patriots. You know what you're going to get out of them. <laughs> Mass. How are your beers? Magic Hat was pretty good. Vanilla was. Eh. Vanilla. What? <laughs> Vanilla. Oh, Mass. Magic Hat number nine. Okay, good. come on, guys. Mass, we got a uh, returns uh, bin over there. I there. They're just throwing shit. Uh, well, that's right, lost how was the smoking loon Merlot? <laughs> that was not good. Yeah, well, I'm gonna was take it that on the right shot, or better than in the out of the bottle. It was better in the bottle. All right, that's right. Machine, how was the Voodoo Ranger from New Voodoo Belgium? Ranger? Um, terrible. I don't think it's terrible. Nah, New Belgium's ass. I I agree, I agree. But this this beer, I mean, New I, Belgium I, is the lions of beers. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for those the juicy. Holy shit! Rebecca finished a beer in three hours. I'm a sucker for the juicy IPAs. I mean, this isn't you know in the upper realm, but it's I think it's it's serviceable. Not overly hoppy, nice, smooth. It's it's good. It's good. Reed? I had, uh, Mock bailed me out. I forgot my beer today. Uh, so he got me two. Uh, Southern Tier, eight days a week. It's a blonde ale. It says, infinitely drinkable. I agree with that. It was very easy to drink, but it was kind of like a beer that I've had a million times. Uh, it's just... You're welcome, you jerk. No, I'm just, I, I appreciate uh, the sentiment. Is good. I'm saying, well, Mark screwed me on this one. No, but it, it was a beer that uh, it, it was very easy, but didn't really lack taste, I guess. I, I was in the liquor store, and I picked up a can. The can was kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, this will work. It was a non-alcoholic IPA. Oh, was it the Athletic Brewery? I, I don't know. Was it like a pastel blue? Yeah. Yeah, it's Athletic and Stamford. Can I tell you? It's right like, down the street from Two Rooks. Is Stratford, it? I, mean. I was like, Stratford, Kendall would be Stanford. so mad. Oh, it would be the worst if I talked it up. Like, God, I'm so drunk. I'm so <laughs> drunk right now. <laughs> but you know, it's always... be a very interesting <laughs> placebo. Yeah. Uh, uh, it'd probably be a problem for me. Uh, but it, because uh, Mark and I went to the same liquor store. You went to the and I, I drove. I saw both the beers you got me. Because I was buying for Kyle, just forgot. You just didn't want to pay for him. I got gotcha. you. Uh, that's how I roll. Anytime <laughs> if I can, you know, skate out before paying the chick. Uh, but the Southern Tier, just it, it was very drinkable. Oh, I guess I with Rebecca. You couldn't skate out in time. Oh, uh, <laughs> just very drinkable, but it didn't really have much of a taste. Now I enjoyed Entitled. Entitled is an IPA from I didn't even see where it's from. Uh, it's from Hingham, Massachusetts. Entitled Beer Company. Uh, very good. I guess it's a New England IPA, East Coast IPA, rather. Um, kind of had that citrusy type deal there. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I would be interested to have this again. Good. You owe me $40. Oh, my. <laughs> and I closed the night out with some Bush. <laughs> Rebecca, your beer? Bush won the game. It was good. Right. Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. 
How how was where where was the beer? Where was the what was the beer? Where was it from? It was from Thimble Island, and it was vanilla coffee stout. Vanilla no Brantford, Connecticut. Our friends at Thimble. Friends Island. at Thimble Island. Shout out Gina. It was good. Can you could you tell us about the flavor? It was great. It was great. Great. You're, you're off. Yeah. <laughs> Fired. More Thanksgiving shot. Yeah. No. Riddler. How is your traditional oh. Bourbon yeah, County? Bourbon County, Barley Wine Stout, always a pleasure. Love it. Um, feel a little higher on the ABV count, but worth it. Uh, this one was aged a year, so it had a mild uh, chocolate note to it, but didn't really you know, mature enough yet. So you still got enough of the, the, the Bourbon County uh, standard type of stout to come through, so it still had that, that little bit of that bourbon-y sharpness in the end there. Um, but it was, it was pretty smooth. Um, I, I think this, this particular, uh, vintage would be better with three years under its belt. You know, it's funny to the common listener, like, like, oh, what is he talking about? I would venture to say that Riddler is kind of the authority on, at least in Connecticut, on Bourbon County because of the amount of bottles he owns (laughs) and the amount he's drank. I've drank a lot of Bourbon County. He's definitely, like, you know, up there. Especially Connecticut alone. I drink East more Coast. Bourbon County in my lifetime than Mox drank hard liquor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, that's no joke. No exaggeration. Mox used to be a big captain guy. I say, I went on a tear for a while, but you still got me beat. So I've drank more Bourbon County than Kyle has logged hours playing 2K. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's sick. And what kind of measurement? Yeah, Kyle, did you vomit in the bathroom? <laughs> did, did he? Really? Nice. God, you're so pale. <laughs> Did hey, you really? You look like a ghost. <laughs> I can tell just by the way he walked in. Just Kyle, fucking there's took the more Thanksgiving to go around. Maxim, where can they find us? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for your daily uses, whether it is drinking Thanksgiving paste <laughs> or vomiting in a public toilet. Be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Where you find podcasts and internet radio shows, you find us. We are on the PPRN Radio Network every Monday night from 7.30-ish to 10.30-ish. Be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show every Tuesday and Wednesday from 7.30 to 10.30. We also want to mention December 15th is the 7th Annual PPRN Toy Drive. Um, It's going down at Odie's Place in Hamden. From six, it says till two a.m. So it's going to be a party. A lot of a uh, lot of the PPRN music guests are performing that night. Come down, twenty dollar donation. Bring a toy. Come have a good time. Check out the all the information will be on both the uh, Peter Pino Facebook page as well as the GSWD Facebook page and all of our pages and the Twitter, the Instagram, the whole nine yards. Oh, you mentioned Twitter. I I forgot. I'm going to try and post a Twitter poll every week. Uh, this week we got two votes. Nice. One of them was me. All right. Um, I posed the question once it loads here. Uh, who would have the better fantasy day this past week? Uh, hold on. Let me let me find our, our post. And I put up three receivers. Tyler Boyd, Kenny Galladay, Amari Cooper. We had one vote Amari Cooper, one vote Kenny Galladay. I was right with Kenny Galladay. <laughs> So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to try and post yeah, one every polls, week. Polls. Vote, vote, vote. We, we love fan interaction. We want more of it. We Take pictures more. of your GSWD gear. That's right. Post it up. Let us know what you're drinking on Thanksgiving. We'd love to know. If we've had it, we will do our beer review of it. 
next show. Um, so make that's, sure you. That was a good on the fly call right there. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, tag us in it at Getting Sports with Drunk. Use the hashtag GSWD as said before. We will be live here again next Monday from seven thirty ish to ten thirty ish. We want to make sure that all of you have a fun, safe, and drunk Thanksgiving. And Black Friday. And Black Friday. (laughs) And as said before, we will see you next Monday. But until then, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Yep. I'm the man of many names. Pukey McSouls. The Mass. (laughs) Still no energy. Come on. I have more energy. Give us a go. Yeah. All right. Until next week, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Nope. I'm the man of many names. (laughs) (laughs) The Mass. And I'm the Red Baron. Yeah.